This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday, June 29th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Today, the temperatures are going to feel like 100 to 105 Jeez. degrees. Acting Philadelphia Health Commissioner Cheryl Bettigol uh, issued a heat health emergency in Philadelphia as dangerous temperatures hit the region. It begins at 8 a.m. today, and it's scheduled to end tomorrow, Wednesday at 11.59 p.m. The health department declares a heat health emergency when the temperatures get high enough that vulnerable people, especially our elderly neighbors and family members, are at an increased risk of getting sick or dying from the heat, she said. Now, kids are flocking to the splash parks, which they are keeping open uh, so the kids can stay cool. Uh, they're saying also, obviously, keep an eye out on your pets during weather like this. The asphalt rises to extreme temperatures and can quickly burn their paws. It, it's true. If you if you ever, if you walk a dog or you go out, you, you can't you're up higher. You're not sensing it, but down to, towards the pavement where, the where they just, are, yeah. it's unbelievably oppressive. Your pet's time spent outside on days like today should be minimal. Make sure that they get enough water and back into the air conditioning as soon as possible. Make sure you check on your elderly neighbors and family and friends. Uh, if you, if you are relying solely on fans, beware of indoor temperatures uh, that reach 95 degrees. Using a fan at that point could circulate more hot air and do more harm. Uh, they say make sure you keep all of the windows and the doors open if you are using fans. The early warning signs of heat stress are decreased energy, slight loss of appetite, faintness, lightheadedness, and nausea. The That's city, me every day. I know, right? Yeah. The city is extending hours at libraries so that they can be used as cooling centers. Masks are strongly recommended at the library cooling centers. SEPTA buses are also being used as a drop-in cooling center. Uh, the buses will be open between 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. on Tuesday and Wednesday. Consistent with city guidelines on masking on public transit, masks are required on the SEPTA cooling buses but so you just get on and ride around or nope, they so stay parked I, I think they stay parked and i think you can just get on you you stop in uh you cool off a bit it's actually then, a good idea and then you get uh, off yeah i think you know okay. i think you make wor- a lot of friends they're worried about people uh who don't have air conditioning you know they're saying if if you don't like if there's any way you can get one get it on days like today so i'm, I'm sure we've all had points in our life where we had a, a you know a house or whatever we didn't have ac or there was something you know uh in a heat wave or whatever was forbidding or stopping you from getting cool, once you're naked and and there's nothing else to do, you, you, you can't fight it. The heat becomes so oppressive. And I've always found it's much harder to sleep when it's hot out. Oh, my oh, God, yeah. it's the worst. It's yep. so much more difficult. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so if you see someone on the street who needs help, you can call 215-232-1984. They say call 911 if you think it's a medical emergency. Rescue workers digging for the fifth day into the remnants of a collapsed Florida condo building stressed Monday that they could still find survivors in the rubble a Hope family members clung to, even though no one has been pulled out alive since the first hours after the structure fell. Another body was recovered Monday, bringing the confirmed death toll to 11, but 150 people are still missing in Surfside. Their families rode buses Sunday to a nearby site to watch the intense rescue effort, which includes firefighters, sniffer dogs, and search experts using radar and sonar devices. Early Monday, a crane lifted a large slab of concrete from the debris pile, enabling about 30 rescuers in hard hats to move in and carry smaller pieces of debris into red buckets, which were then emptied into a larger bin for a crane to remove. The work has been 
complicated by intermittent rain showers, but the fires that hampered the initial uh, search have been extinguished. 80 rescuers at a time are breaching the walls that collapsed in a frantic effort. It's an amazing undertaking to see what they're doing. But I was reading in the Daily Mail, they were saying that um, they were doing, they were building a penthouse on the building and they were doing work up on the roof and that nothing has been confirmed that they may have gone around a few of the rules as far as doing that. I didn't read that. Um, So what I have here is that, um, let's see, the building collapsed just days before a deadline for condo owners to start making steep payments towards the more than $9 million in repairs that had been recommended nearly three years earlier in a a report that warned major structural damage. So they were supposed to start these these repairs on the the building. Uh, Some families hoped their visit to the site near the 12-story building would enable them to shout messages to loved ones ones possibly buried inside the pile. Absolutely awful. Customers are encouraged to buy fireworks early because of a supply shortage affecting shipment of fireworks across the country. Brian Williams, manager of Phantom Fireworks in Lansdale, said the low supply is due to production shortages and delays overseas. So they have less product for their busiest time of the year. He said 4th of July, obviously, is the busiest holiday for fireworks, and that demand is expected to be higher this year. The amount of people coming in is definitely comparable to last year, of which last year was the largest fireworks season we've ever seen, William said. Yeah, I'd rather you not buy them. Uh, Some jackhole was lighting off fireworks in the middle of the day at the beach the other day. Uh, it was um, annoying, and it was like... And it's, it's also probably illegal, is it not? Probably. Right. I don't even know, yeah. but it wasn't even like, well, why are you lighting off fireworks in the middle of the day? Uh, but it also scared everybody on the beach. Like, that was that was the effect that it was having on... I don't think it, it is illegal. On. Oh, you because... know what? Was that on uh, Sunday? Yeah. Yeah, I heard that. Mm-hmm. All the way down where we were. Yeah, it was, was right at I thought our it beach. was gunshots or something like so, that. So that, there's a question for you. I mean, maybe, maybe a beach full of people. Right. That's but I mean, what I'm thinking. If there's companies like this that are selling to individual people, and literally the fire commissioner was giving uh, tips on like how to stay safe. All right. yeah, so here's the deal. When when the, they light off fireworks in Wildwood, uh, people will come down to the beach and light but off that's fireworks. But ev- that's not just Wildwood. That's everywhere well, hang possible. Hang on. Let me, let me finish what I'm saying. So the cops come and stop them when they do that. So tell me, is it illegal if the cops are stopping you? Well, I don't know, but if they sell them, they can't be illegal. Uh, not necessarily. Uh, no, you can't light them off everywhere. Right, yeah, no, I'm not saying a beach full of people. No, I, I don't think that, but I'm just saying I don't think fight, uh, setting off your own fireworks is illegal. Otherwise, how could they sell them? And how well, where, where, but where you can set them, them off yeah. is the question. Yeah. yeah, Can you set them off on a beach if the beach is populated? I, yeah, I'm and sure shooting sure over and, and if you're shooting over water that yeah. can be litter. You know, there's all kinds of things. It depends on where you're doing it. It's know? really become a problem in the city too. I yeah. mean, I, a lot of city residents have just uh, come to loathe them over the years. <laughs> and I'm really because you know when I was a kid and probably as recently as five years ago, I freaking loved fireworks. You know, but now it's just it seems like it's you hear it every night. Since, yeah, every night, every night, so in the neighborhoods and stuff. So yeah. I, I'm really curious as to like what what the split is on it because clearly some people still love them and love setting them off. I love them too. I love to watch professional displays. That, that's what, yeah. that's yeah. what that's I love to watch. Enjoyable, yeah. not because your neighbor, yeah, <laughs> Fur Durfel at the end of the block isn't going to put on yeah. something like they put on over the river. No, no. Uh, so the latest information from the Consumer Product Safety Commission shows that sparklers, the ones that you hold in your hand, that you hand to the kids to hold, are linked to the main cause of injury for children under. 
35. And reloadable shells that shoot out of tubes are connected to injuries for adults 25 to 44 years old. The Pennsylvania Fire Commissioner recommends never allow children to play with fireworks, even sparklers, which can burn at temperatures of at least 1,200 degrees. Only Jeez. allow, I know, only allow adult, adults to light fireworks one at a time, then quickly back away. Keep a water bucket or garden hose nearby in case of a fire. Never pick up or try to relight fireworks that have not fully ignited and be sensitive of neighbors and their pets, particularly if military veterans live nearby. In sports this morning. Phillies lost to the Reds 12-4 last night in Cincinnati. Hell. Nick Castellanos had three hits and a career-high seven RBIs. The Phillies lost nine of their last 13 games, and their the bullpen has seven blown saves this week with 21 blown saves this season. What the f*** is this? Before the end of June, they are already four away from the franchise record. They're back home tonight as they open up a three-game series against the Miami Marlins. Vince Velasquez gets the start, and the first pitch is scheduled for 7:05. In the NBA, the LA Clippers avoided elimination with a 116-102 win over the Suns last night in Phoenix. Paul George scored 41 points to keep the Clippers' season alive. George set a playoff career high in scoring. Reggie Jackson added 23, and the Clippers won Game 5 of the Western Conference Finals. And in the NHL, the Tampa Bay Lightning beat the Montreal Canadiens 5-1 in Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Finals. Only three players in NHL history scored 30-plus points in consecutive postseason. Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, and now Nikita Kucherov. The Lightning star scored two Two goals and added an assist in the win. Game two is tomorrow night in Tampa Bay. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thanks a bunch, Kath. And Tuesday morning, hot one, as we had mentioned earlier. And the sun is coming up and that steam is starting to rise. Get yourself set, especially if you're working outside today. We have a few things that are taking place on today's pro program. Pro program. <laughs> uh, we will talk to, ah, CEO, hopefully this comes together, the CEO of Wawa, Mr. Chris Geisens, who's yeah. been on our program many times. The Wawa Welcome America celebration is back, and Hoagie Day is on Thursday. I love Hoagie Day. Yep, it's on Independence Mall, and uh, we'll be there. I'm hosting the event. Casey's going to be a part of it. We're both hosting it, and you come out, and they have free hoagies for everyone. Awesome. And it's it's actually it's it's a really cool, fun event. We have... Uh, military police fire uh, facing off against each other in the hoagie building contest, and it's free lunch. So come out, and hopefully the weather's going to be wonderful. It's actually going to be cooling off a little bit on Thursday for that event, which is good. Uh, we're also going to talk to Jason Kelsey. The Philadelphia Eagles will be popping on. The Eagles Autism Foundation fundraiser is coming up on Wednesday, so we'll talk to Jason. Uh, we also have an announcement to make. It's something interesting concerning a big concert coming mm-hmm. to town. So we'll get to that around 9 o'clock. And we're going to have actor Paris Themen. Is it Themen or Themen? Let's go I'm with not Themen. Sure. I'll go at least two M's. Two M's. I'm going to go with Themen. Themen. He is Mike TV from the original Willy, and the Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, the 50th anniversary of that movie. Unbelievable. I saw it in the movies when it came out. Mike uh, TV is the, uh, the guy who was into TV. And uh, <laughs> he, uh, you know... Gets uh, shrunk eventually. Yes. Uh, so he was. He is a member of that beloved film, the cast of that film, and uh, we'll talk to him around 9.30 this morning. I'm really excited, Yeah, man. me too. Yeah. Yeah, it be Love cool. that movie. 
All right, so we have these things and a bunch more taking place, including Tattoos Day, a chance for you to win a $350 gift certificate from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing on South Street and get a Preston and Steve-themed tattoo. And all you have to do is text word tattoo to 39333. You're in the running for it automatically. So get on it, do it. We'll take a break. We'll come back with the entertainment stories, the stupid question, all that stuff. Staying together, staying cool as we can. We'll be right back. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Summer's here and your local Acme is stocked and ready with the freshest meats and produce. It's the perfect time to fire up the grill, take in a game, and discover why summer is better with Acme. Skip the line and shop online at acmemarkets.com. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your order and bring the groceries right to your car. Place your first online order and get $30 off when you spend $75 or more. Limitations and restrictions apply. Visit acmemarkets.com for details. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so the prize is a digital download of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory for the stupid question. And this is the question I have for you. What world-famous author had all of his teeth removed at 21 years old because he thought they were too much trouble? (laughs) They were more trouble than they were worth. 215-263-WMMR. Do you know the answer to this question? Can you find the answer to this question? Uh, Call now. All right. What world-famous author had all of his teeth removed at 21 years old because he thought they were more trouble than they were worth? Call now, and uh, I'll go through some birthdays while we're waiting for your answer. Today is June 29th, and we'll start with Maria Conchita Alonso. Uh, she celebrates birthday today. Cuban-born Venezuelan singer and actress. She was in Running Man. She was in Running Man. She was in Moscow and the Hudson. Hudson. Yeah, she was Hudson. sort of the it girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've gone through a few, um, you know, that uh, sort of cornered that part of the uh, the film world. And I remember she was she had a streak there for a while. Yep, beautiful woman, sixty four today. Gary Busey turns seventy seven today. The legend. I was just uh, literally watching. Now. I was texting with uh, Casey well, yesterday. What's that? 77? Yeah. I was watching um, Point Break yep. last night. <laughs> and He's before great. that, I watched I was... all of it. Did you turn it? I did. It? I did. Well, yeah. So HBO Max has a great roster of movies. So when you texted me that you're watching it, I was like, well, let me see where I can watch it. And so I watched it as well. Nice. It's... You know, these days, Gary Busey looks like if you were to have a Gary Busey android. <laughs> And part of the skin came away from the face, like one eye is looking in a different direction, and there's the, the teeth and everything. He looks like a, an android version of himself. <laughs> when he was on Celebrity Rehab, that was probably some, great. Of, some of the best episodes. Great. Yeah. I, and, and that movie, I, as much as I, I love it, there are, there are moments with Gary and Keanu that are so Poorly acted. Uh-huh. It's terrible. It's just, and he's a really good actor. I, I know. Yeah. I know. There's a, you know, there's a scene where he's trying to get out of, out of uh, Gary Busey's character. You know what his, yeah, yeah. what his uh, theory is yeah. on the, on these. Are guys. you mad? Yeah. 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 Are you mad? Yeah. That, that yes. whole thing. I just yeah. absolutely <sighs> cringe when I see. You it. just know, like, but I love it. The, the people on set were kind of just like looking down at the floor, like, I oh, know, yeah. I know. Oh my. God. Yep, it's bad. It's this, real bad. This is really part of the movie. But it's great. He's 77 today, Gary Busey. <laughs> That's exactly the part I was thinking. 
Uh, Fred Grandy, who is Gopher on oh. Love Boat. Oh, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> I watch it every Sunday. It's on every Sunday, Steve. The amount of high-quality 70s, Love. let's say trim, that they paired him up with on that show was just astonishing. Uh, so he turned 73 today. Uh, actor, I mean, comedian and actor, I should say. Richard Lewis. I love ah, him. Lewis. He's the best, man. How's his health? Anybody know? He's, I know he's taken some time recently. He's not doing Curb. No, he's not. Uh, they, the, they just started filming, by the way. I saw a post from uh, Cheryl Hines uh, that they're going back on set. So I, I, I've heard next year, so possibly. Okay. He's looked frail for a long time. Yeah. Uh, for, for the past several years. And, you know, I, I love it when he comes by here. He's, he's crazy. Just, he's just, he's who he is. He's got neuroses. He's just the best. One of the times that he was here, I asked kind of a silly, stupid question of him. And he, he started, he laid into me. And it was one of the highlights of my career. It, just, it was so terrific. And I just, I enjoyed every second of it. I, I saw him do a show, and he, this is kind of routine for me. He'll, he'll come out with, like, a couple of legal pads. Yeah. Put them down. Yeah, right on Just the stuff wall. he wants to remember. Yeah. yeah. He's 74 today. Another in-studio guest that we always rave about, Mr. Colin Hay, has yes. a birthday today. And he turns uh, 68 years old today, lead singer of Men at Work, great uh, solo artist as well. And I think he, yeah, I was just talking about him in Music News not that long ago. He put out a cover album. He's touring this summer. He always comes to Philly. He usually yeah. plays the Keswick Theater. And I believe he's playing the Keswick again this year. I'll see if I can find the date. Would love to see him again. And he's just one of those, you know, they, they seemed at the time Men at Work as kind of like a novelty band. Their music has some real substance to it. There's Did, some really good stuff. Didn't they get the bad luck Grammy kiss of death? Yeah, best new artist. Best new artist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, no, he turns uh, 68 years old today, so happy birthday, Colin. Hey, great drummer, Ian Pace with Deep Purple, turns 73 years old today. I uh, believe he played with James Gang as well, oh. and uh, he's a really, really good drummer. Uh, he turned 73, so happy birthday, Mr. Ian Pace. There's no drums no in drums this drums in this <laughs> I don't care that. That's okay, Pace. You're, you're usually pretty solid. Well, I was like, gonna, anyway. what, you know. What he was gonna... sitting there. He was watching. He was definitely yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, so probably you know. do Highway Star. All right, Highway yeah. Star. But, you know, it, Deep Purple, you think yeah. of one song, right? How yeah, about Afternoon Delight? There you go. Oh, I hear drums there. Yeah, there's some drums there. Uh, there's some good, really good drum parts in this, but they're they're later on in the song. So, um, happy birthday to Santa's got to go. Ian Pace, who is 73 today. Uh, Colin Jost of Saturday Night Live fame. Mr. Scarlett Johansson, 39 today. He is. Listen, he's a handsome man, but when I look at him, sometimes I kind of see like. Uh, he's kind of got a monkeyish face. Well, he's got a cherubic young boy face. Yeah, and it's uh, it, and sometimes it looks um, yeah, it looks like a monkey. <laughs> All right, uh, Scarlett Johansson's into well, the monkey. Face right, here. she liked him enough. Right, <laughs> yeah. good for him. He's thirty nine. The last birthday is actress Camila Mendez. Uh, Steve, she's from Riverdale. Oh yes, plays Veronica. She's amazing. She's stunning. She's twenty seven today. She does a commercial for I don't know if it's. Um, you know, like a dishwashing detergent or lingerie. I don't know what she's talking about, but she's got to zone out, and she's very attractive. Yeah, happy 27th to her. All right, we'll see if somebody knows the answer to this question. What world-famous author had all of his teeth removed at 21 years old because he thought they were more trouble than they were worth? 215-263-WMMR. We're going to go to Ellen for the answer. Hello there, Ellen. Good morning, it. Good morning, it, Ellen. All right, so tell me who's the author had his teeth removed at 21? Uh, Roald Dahl. You're correct. Yay! 
wish there's some synergy to that because, of course, he wrote Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Or Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, yes. I should say. But he was the screenwriter on Willy Wonka and the Chocolate yes, Factory. Yes, he was. And we we're going to have a Paris uh, Femin on later today who played Mike TV in that movie. So do, it fits perfectly. Do you know that he also wrote a James Bond screenplay? He wrote You Only Live Twice, the screenplay for that movie. Which is interesting because he was involved with Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, which, which was written by Ian Fleming. What? Yep. James Bond fame. So the whole thing is a big circle, Simba. Ellen, we are going to give you a digital download of... Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory mm. celebrates 50 years of pure imagination with Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And you can feast your eyes on the sweet treats and whimsical magic like you've never seen it before. You can own it now on digital and 4K Ultra HD. He was a spy for a bit, too. He, he fought in World War II. I'm just reading uh, some of this now. He's a fighter pilot. He, he was, was, yes. Wow. And Ian wow. Fleming was in um, um, intelligence in the in the, the Second World War as well. That, maybe that's how they crossed paths, Steve. Do you have any idea? Uh, it's it could be very likely, okay. actually. Yeah, interesting. All right, so we're gonna can, we're gonna start with another hero, uh, Kim Kardashian. Oh God, yeah. Uh, Basically, <laughs> this generation's Chuck Yeager. Would yeah. be safe to say that. Well, she is going to be helping out with the Olympics. She oh. announced oh. yesterday that her clothing brand Skims will be the official loungewear oh. of Team USA at sure. the Tokyo. Olympics. Uh, she's not. Hel- they are helping her. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Uh, I am sh- surprised by this, to be honest, that she is actually has a hand in the Olympic Games in some sort of who, way. Who swung that deal? That it, it's probably Mominger's work. Yeah. So she's amazing. Kim shared the new via, news via Twitter. She said, "I am honored to announce that Skims is designing the official Team USA undergarments, pajamas, and loungewear <laughs> for the athletes in this year." Uh, this year in Tokyo, at the same piece, and the same pieces will be available in a capsule collection at skims.com. Thank you. She yeah. shared images of the collection as worn by Team USA athletes Alex Morgan, Aja Wilson, Scout Bassett, Delilah Muhammad, and Haley Anderson. I wonder how much, I wonder what that deal looks like. She said, it's a dream come true ever since I was 10 years old. Oh my God. I've heard every single detail about the Olympics from my stepdad, of course. As I would watch the athletes compete, I would grow to understand the dedication and honor being a part of the Olympics embodied. Kim, come watch us. <laughs> I traveled with my stepdad and family to all different cities for the Olympic trials, the Olympics and track meets of Caitlyn Jenner's. And at every stop, I would buy an Olympic t-shirt as a souvenir. I love Olympics. Uh, of course, uh, Caitlyn won the 1976 decathlon event at the Summer Olympics in Montreal. That was amazing. So Kim is a part of that now. Yeah. Uh, Ewan McGregor's daughters uh, broke the big news that the actor and his girlfriend, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, secretly welcomed their first child this week. So the daughters no longer hate her guts, right? They've made peace? It I seems be- that way, right? I believe that is the case, yes. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, uh, beautiful actress. I like her. And lots of great stuff. She but was, then again, she didn't bang my dad. She was uh, Ramona <laughs> in uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Uh, so McGregor's oldest child, uh, Clara McGregor, was the first to confirm the birth of the couple's baby boy, Laurie, on uh, social media Sunday. The 25-year-old actress shared two photos of herself cradling the newborn on Instagram, writing in the caption, Welcome to the world, little brother. Congratulations to my dad and Mary. So he's working on the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. She said, this is the greatest gift. Clara's younger sister, Esther, quickly followed suit, sharing her own Instagram photos of the baby in her arms 
uh, as well. Uh, so before the actor's daughters shared these photos, Winstead had not public re- publicly revealed a pregnancy or even been photographed while she was expecting. Hmm. While this is the actress's first child, it's McGregor's fifth, in addition to Clara and Esther. Uh, he also has two other children, 20-year-old Jamian, J-A-M-Y-A-N. I don't even know. Jamian, or Yamian, I'm not sure. And 10-year-old Anouk, all from his previous relationships with Eve Mavrakis, who huh. he officially divorced in August of 2020 after 22 years of marriage. Uh, McGregor and Winstead first met as co-stars in late 2016 while filming the third season of the TV show Fargo. Both stars were married at the time. However, May 2017, Winstead and her husband, O'Reilly Stearns, filed for divorce after seven years of marriage. Which so complicated. Fall, she and McGregor were spotted kissing while walking their dogs in New York City. I think the kids are probably happy because now they get to split the uh, assets five ways. Mm, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, so good for them. It gets, uh, they get babies. Uh, Nick Jonas gave a Jonas Brothers fan the ultimate surprise, and she's definitely going to remember this. This is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, we have audio, I believe, if that was sent over. Yep, we do. Uh, as shown in a video posted to his social media accounts on Sunday, the singer stopped a woman on the street who was wearing a Jonas Brothers shirt while walking her dog, and it's safe to say that she was very, very shocked. We have a couple of clips. Here we go. Hey, nice shirt. Nice oh, my shirt. God. Oh, my God. Amazing. Oh my god, can I? Can I... Yes. Okay. Yeah. Whatever you want. Oh my god. Take a selfie from there? Oh my god, yeah, I guess. Can I come closer to you? Yeah, of course. Okay. Come on closer. Oh my god, okay. Uh, sunny. Your dog is very cute. Hi, Sonny. Hey, what's up, dude? Oh my god. Hi, Kia. Hi. Oh, I need to get the shirt in it. Okay, this way, I guess. <laughs> Awesome. Nice. Oh my god! Have I mean, make sure I say that have you guys have a great day. You too. That's cool. Aww. So yeah. he's just driving along. They see this girl, and it's funny because the, the, the girl's all tatted up. Not what I would expect a Jonas Brothers fan to be. Right. Yeah, right. But um, <laughs> she's wearing the shirt proudly. They notice it, and they sort of slow down. He makes the comment, and she notices instantly that there are two Jonas Brothers <laughs> in the car. Hang on, Marissa. He does this a lot on his Instagram. He a few weeks ago uh, went into a Soul Cycle class that was. Uh, Jonas Brothers vs. One Direction. Yeah, there was the other and brother, yeah. literally, like, they, he opened up the doors. If you've ever been in one of those classes, it's really dark. And so the instructor is, like, all hyped up and yeah. he's going, going. She's like, oh, oh, crap. That's Nick Jonas <laughs> in the middle of the class. And, uh, like, they actually do points and uh, the Jonas Brothers were losing. So, obviously, they won the class. Nice. There you go. He helped nice. sway the betting. Very he's done good. this, too, like, at funerals, Preston. He'll show up. Oh, show up at a funeral. Hey, everybody. What are you guys doing? <laughs> Uh, Tyrese Gibson is opening up about his former feud with Dwayne Johnson, his, uh, the Fast and Furious co-star, of course. Uh, there's been a few of those. There's been some feuds with well, Dwayne yeah. Johnson. Uh, and Vin Diesel yes, the other yeah, day. apparently. Uh, he said, we've been on the phone every other day. We reconnected in a real way, and I think we're both better men on the other side of all that stuff that went down. Uh, he was talking to Tiffany Haddish, who was appearing on the Ellen DeGeneres show. I said, to be honest, I did know. I didn't know how the phone call would happen, uh, but it did happen, and we're about twenty phone calls in. We're I think in- the, the obvious question here, Preston, is which of them would you rather have force themselves on you sexually, Dwayne Johnson or Tyrese? Um, I've always had a bit more of a thing for Dwayne. Yeah, yeah. I think so. The Rock. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, he said, <laughs> "What? 
It's just an amazing question. Sure, yeah. That's uh, a tough question to answer. It is a tough a, question. I, I, I try to go by the Mike yeah. Wallace school of interviewing. Right, but I mean, if you really think about it, it's The Rock. It's the Rock, yeah. for Christ's sake. All right, well, how about between uh, John Cena and uh, The Rock? The Rock. The Rock. I think The Rock. Too, I think right? John I, Cena's face looks very rubbery. I, I, I like John Cena, <laughs> but I think he looks like a Don Martin yeah. illustration. Even I mean, with your history magazine. with him, Case? What's that? Even with your history with him? Yeah, yeah, I just... Oh, and he, you so still cute. love John Cena, but... You guys I mean, bonded. Dwayne Johnson has that exotic look. He, I think he would just lean you back and, and, and you would... I, cuddle? No. Submit, His right? head oh. is so small, though. Yeah. Dwayne Johnson? Yeah. On top of that frame, I know what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, huh. we didn't. Bond. And the lack of hair makes it yeah. look even Looks a little like bit smaller. Teenier. I know what you're saying. And yeah. he's got like that big, thick neck. Oh. <laughs> but he's got a, he's got a great smile. Kathy, this isn't a question uh, for you. A this smile. is a guy question. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Get out of here! Are you crazy? I'm sorry. The guys are figuring out who they'd rather have them molested by. All right. Well, how about this? How about this? Uh, Ted Lasso star uh, mm. Jason Sudeikis. Appears to be moving on from Olivia Wilde. They split what? last year, and oh. he has reportedly been dating Keely Hazel. Is this the page three girl? That is the page three girl. So he's not doing poorly. He looked her up this morning. He'll never do poorly. Dude, he was with Olivia Wilde. Everybody, that's, you know, yeah. That's all you have to... That's what you do. Mm-hmm. If, what you if, do. You, if you happen to be lucky enough to have a stunningly beautiful woman, find... Because, listen, Jason Sudeik is a good-looking guy, but he's not classically... Handsome, leading You're man, exactly right. good-looking. Yeah. But case in point, Pete Davidson. There you go. You score, yes. Once you become, boom, 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 boom. oh, oh, she then likes him. Must be something. I need there. to check into this. I believe in that. I, but I agree. Who knows? So anyhow, that's how I got Dwayne Johnson. Uh, this gal, yeah, Keely Hazel. She's uh, she's very beautiful, very buxom. Uh, she played. She she was in Horrible Bosses too. She had a, a bit role. I looked up her IMDb. She has two credits, and so she's not really an actress. She's more of a model. Um, uh, the pair were photographed out in New York City Sunday after sparking romance rumors in February. So it looks like uh, something's happening there. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, despite having a drama-filled life, Kelsey Grammer tries to stay positive. He uh, told Page like Six in an interview, I don't complain about my life. Uh, it was an extraordinary challenge a lot of the time, and there's been a lot of pain and a lot of great joy. I wouldn't trade a moment of it except to possibly bring back some of the people I care about. Wasn't his so sister his, murdered? Well, I'll yeah. run down the, la- yeah. the laundry list here. Grammer's father, Frank, was killed during a home invasion in 1968. His sister, Karen, was murdered in 1975. And his two half-brothers died during a scuba diving accident in 1980. And that's a lot of pain. Yeah. After splitting from uh, Camille Grammer, he married uh, Kate Walsh, his fourth wife, the pair share Faith, Kelsey, and Auden. He's also the father of Spencer, Greer, Mason, and Jude. He's got seven kids. You know, Camille was one of those dancers on Club MTV yeah. Yeah. years ago. Yeah. She was all over MTV. She was their it girl. She ended up being on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills as well. So, uh, But he's had a, yeah, he's had some uh, some ups and downs big yeah, time. In for sure. Life. Yeah. Oh, man, I was so bummed to see this this morning. A surfing legend, Greg the Bull Knoll, passed away. Oh. Steve, you would know him. Uh, he's, a, he's a big guy. He's one of the originals. He's one of the OG surfing guys. If you ever saw the movie, uh, uh, Riding Giants, he's, he's great. featured prominently in this. Um, and he was a legend. He combined a gregarious, outsized personality with the courage and skill to ride bigger, more powerful waves than anyone had ever attempted. I mean, like... 
You, you're awestruck. He was 84 years old. He died Monday of natural causes, according to an Instagram post from his son's company, Noel Surfboards. Was he in the, the classic Endless Summer, the documentary, the I surfing documentary? I don't know if he was in Endless Summer or not, Steve. I don't think he was at the time. Because he would... Yeah, I mean, he would have been old enough to be in it. Oh, oh, yeah, by yeah. far. He was he was one of these original yeah. guys, man. Uh, he was one of the first and arguably one of the greatest big wave riders. Noel was much more in the surfer. He was also an entrepreneur, helped transform the sport with his Greg Noel surfboards, which were among the first to be built from balsa wood, a substance that made them more maneuverable and light enough for most people to use. He also appeared in numerous surfing documentaries, worked as a, fo- a photographer on the 1960 film Safari, was a stunt double for James Mitchum in the 1964 film Ride the Wild Surf. In 2010, he and his son Jed had launched a surf apparel line. There's no goddamn way I would do that. I mean, there's a picture of him standing on the beach looking at one of these waves coming in, and, yep. and there's no way. Oh Steve, he, yeah, he was in the end of summer as well. Yeah, But uh, after watching Point Break yesterday, man, like there's part of it. it like, well, no. I mean, I if just, Gary Busey could do it. There's this spiritual side of it that I just don't understand. You know, like, it says to him, you know, it's the source. I was like, I wish I knew what the source was. Yeah. Like, you know? Well, anyway, I it was... fortune uh, isn't it? it? It was the towering waves that he caught, coupled with a blunt but friendly manner uh, that made his uh, reputation. And if you see Riding Giants, he's his, just his his answers to questions are just they're just straight, yeah, no BS. no BS, yeah. And he's he's awesome. Uh, from the early fifties to the sixties, he traveled from Southern California to Mexico, Australia, North Shore of Hawaii's island, Oahu, in search of the biggest waves. And it was October nineteen fifty seven at Waimea Bay, on Oahu's North Shore, where he led a handful of servers to a place where the waves can reach three stories high in the winter. Uh, the bay was said to be impossible to surf, and residents claimed nobody had tried since a young California surfer, a guy named Dickie Cross, had died there in 1943. But there was grainy footage that shows Noel catching a wave perhaps as high as 30 feet. <laughs> then somehow, and, and on these antiquated boards, you know, which That's now amazing. they're considered antiquated, and then somehow managing to stay standing as it pitches from 10 feet or more straight down its face. From there, he moves outside and rides nearly to the shore. And uh, he wore these what they called jailhouse shorts that were black and white striped. And he said he would wear them so that everybody would know to get out of his way. So, it was him. so what's the highest wave that's ever been surfed? Uh, you know, with the toe surfing because I toe know in, like um, that Portugal one that happened a couple of years I ago. I was remember? thinking, right? Yeah. Like, uh, do, do you happen to Nick? Can you do a quick check on that because that was basically a skyscraper that he was surfing. Yeah, but back in the day, they had to paddle out. Yeah, and they had to get to these, and the biggest they could ever get were the ones that that Bill Knoll would ride. Yeah, right in by the shore. Uh, and in fact, it Jeez. was the towering waves he caught, coupled with a blunt and friendly manner. Oh, I already read that part. No, wait, let me go into this. He said, in 1964, he's credited with being the first person to ride a wave at Oahu's Third Reef Pipeline in 1969 at Hawaii's uh, Makaaha Beach. Uh, he rode what surfer saw as the, to assert as was the biggest wave anybody ever caught up to that point. But if you want to see a great movie, Riding Giants, and he is he's featured uh, quite a bit in it, and uh, uh, he was uh, he was a badass in his day. So sad to see that he had passed, but he certainly left his mark. So we have the news of this is for a female record, Preston, but she broke the record at seventy three point five feet. That's how tall the way was at towing surfing. So don't know what the guy did or you know what the uh, other records are, but that's that puts it in perspective. But those are the only waves you can only catch those waves. By being towed in, which is the, Correct. the yeah. big thing. Yeah, you can't. You, you, it, it's way out there. You're not meant to, to paddle into it. Just getting to the waves sometimes is incredibly dangerous. Yeah, F so. that. 
Uh, what else I have here for you? Pamela Anderson is signed on for an HDBT Canada home renovation show that will see the former Baywatch star renovate her late grandmother's abandoned home on Vancouver Island. I always assumed she'd be good at home renovation. <laughs> Uh, the Core Studio series with a working title, Pamela Anderson's Home Reno Project, will see Anderson return to her native Canada. She was on home improvement. That's, yeah. Uh, that's right. Anderson uh, bought the seven-acre home in Ladysmith, British Columbia, from her grandmother 25 years ago as a promise to keep the property in the family. Huh. Her renovation dreams will be fulfilled with the help of her new husband, Dan Hayhurst. <laughs> Uh, her mother, Carol Anderson, and local crew, designers, and craftspeople. So this is the husband that she met like three months later, <laughs> married. She has a record of doing that. She does have a record of doing that, yeah. Hey, Harry Connick Jr. is set to play Daddy Warbucks in the forthcoming NBC musical Annie Live. I could see that. Is he going to shave his head? Uh, he would have to, right? He better, or yeah. a bald wig. Yeah. Uh, Traji P. Henson will play Miss Hannigan. Uh, National Search is on for Annie. You know what? Go the other way and give him Princess Leia wig. <laughs> Connick said, I am thrilled to have the opportunity to play Daddy Warbucks and Annie Live and working alongside uh, Traji P. Henson is a dream come true. Have they cast Annie yet, Preston? Nope. He said, I said there's a national search on for Annie. He said, I love this show and its musical message and of love and hope couldn't come at a better time. I was kind of Daddy Warbucks when I was in third grade. I Kind of? Well, so we did a musicale, right? Okay. What does that mean? um, It's like a drama. It's like a drama, but different. Yeah. so the all of the cla- all the grades in my uh, grade school did different musicals, but you didn't do the whole musical. So we did like three or four songs and dances from Annie, but like highlights. I, yeah, right. But I did the Daddy Warbucks song oh. called NYC solo on the stage all by myself. I have no idea where I can get footage of that. Mm-hmm. I love to see I would, it. I would love to. So I did can that. you remember the lyrics? Can you yeah. do any of it for uh, us? No, Sing and then the song. And why see? I don't. I don't remember. I, I okay. don't know Annie at all. So. You gonna make me do this? Yeah, yes. just a little bit. Can yeah. I do the Fiddler on the Roof instead? No. All right. <laughs> uh, and why? No, it's such a slow song. You can do I, it. Yeah, it's all not right. even like a you're fun like, song. You're like it's, it's like Step Brothers convincing Will Ferrell to sing. Yes. I, I, I don't feel right. Yeah. Well, it's a slow Man-gina. song. Man, China. Man, China. I love that movie. That's from Step Brothers. I don't know that movie that well. Okay, oh, sorry. Yeah. I, I, know that... I wasn't calling you a mangina. No. I was chanting it from the movie. That's trying... that's what actually made him so oh. shy to sing is because yes. his his brother... Well, hang yeah. on. Did I have a look on my face or something like that? No, no. Steven oh. mentioned Step Brothers. Yeah. He said... Uh, Never mind. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, no, I know, but like you were like, that's from Step Brothers. I wasn't sure if I had a look on my face, like, why are you calling me a mangina? <laughs> uh, yeah, you seemed you okay. seemed taken aback, and so, therefore. I thought you okay. said Spider, go get the drinks. <laughs> Full disclosure, uh, while you were chanting that, I was trying to think of the lyrics for NYC. So I wasn't even paying attention to what you were saying. Okay. I, I want to roll no you spider. up into a little ball <laughs> yeah. and put you in my vagina. That's what, okay. <laughs> You're all hairy. <laughs> Okay. How about uh, <laughs> this? This is a follow-up. We talked about this the other day. Marissa found this information. We were talking about uh, the fact that John Hamm is going to be in this uh, Fletch sequel called right. Confess Fletch. And we weren't really sure what that was about or who he was going to be portraying in the film or, you know, what the the whole plot was. It's going to be shot in uh, Worcester, uh, Massachusetts. Uh, the project unveiled last year by Miramax is based on the second book in Gregory McDonald's series, and it's called Confess Fletch. Uh, Ham is pegged to play 
Erwin Fletcher. He is going to play Fletch. It's not like Fletch's son right. or anything like Cousin. that. He is going to play that character. So that's what we were curious about. Uh, the plot to confess Fletch involves the main character Fletch becoming the prime suspect in multiple murders and then tries to prove his innocence while at the same time searching for his fiance's stolen art collection. So we tend to perceive the, the, the books as the very comedic way that they're depicted in the movies, but that was a lot of Chevy Chase. I influence. know nothing about so the I think it's a So I think it's humorous in an Elm... It's Among dry humor. Kind of way, yeah, dry humor. It's, yeah, I mean, Chevy makes you laugh out loud when you right. watch it, uh, the movies, but I read two, uh, two of the books, and they are, they're good. They're, they're like, but they're more like spy novels. Right. They're okay. like, he, he is this detective who has these multiple personalities, but you don't read it and laugh out loud. It's, it's like, it's not, uh, it's not the Chevy way. Exactly. Right? Okay. Yeah. So he's so, not a newspaper columnist? No, well, I mean, like, yes, but the, okay. the tone is like a spy novel, like he's trying you. to get to the bottom of these mysteries, and, uh, but yeah, John Hamm, I think, is a great choice. I mean, we, we were talking about it a little bit yesterday or whenever, but. <laughs> um, he's really funny in Kimmy Schmidt. You know, he was he was great on Thirty Rock in, in a comedic role. So I think he's perfect at this. And he's he brings like dry humor and straight faced humor to uh, a role that um, like like Chevy kind of did. Okay, all right. Well, we'll see if he can pull it off. Uh, I'm going back. We were talking about uh, Dwayne Johnson a while ago, and about who we would submit to in bed. That is correct. Yeah. And uh, he will star in Amazon Studios' upcoming blockbuster called Red One. Uh, he will reunite with Fast and Furious writer Chris Morgan, who was uh, who wrote uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, Did you see that, by the way? No, uh, it's it's fun, but it's it's so dumb, um, unbelievably dumb. And this comes as he has signed a deal with the streaming platform. The film is described as a quote globe trotting four quadrant action adventure comedy set to imagine a whole new universe to explore within the holiday genre. That sounds uh, weird. The press release also teased that the unique concept could become not only a tentpole film, but could reach beyond entertainment across multiple industries and businesses. Wow. That's stating a lot, right? That's, uh, that's They're shooting big. And in a statement, Johnson said, hold my mana because this is exciting. Is that his penis? I don't know what mana. M-A- uh, hold, uh, M-A-N-A. Or hold my mana. Mana? Is that a Hawaiian word? It might be. For penis? Uh, don't know. For penis. All right, here we got it. Mana is the spirit. Well, we knew this. Spiritual life force, energy, or healing power that permeates the universe. Well, no, I didn't know that. Mana. Uh, With uh, uh, Polynesians. Okay, I got you. Cool. Uh, The movie is set to start filming next year and should be released towards the end of 2023. How long can he keep going, Dwayne Johnson? I mean, he's got, he's he's working, there's about 30 movies. Yeah, every year there's like 30 Dwayne Johnson movies that come out. Yeah. Have you seen Mm -hmm. the rig he travels with that is his, his portable gym? No. It's 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 just <laughs> insane. Wow. It's like an eighteen wheeler, like two or three eighteen wheelers filled with exercise equipment. I believe it, man. All right, we're ready for clips now. The sixteenth season of America's Got Talent features an optimistic Ohioan singer, Night Birdie. Night Birdie, who is quickly becoming America's favorite contestant. In this clip, Night Birdie opens up about her battle with cancer. Here we go. I still had lung tumors that were preventing me from being able to sing at full capacity. So when I scheduled the audition on my calendar, I still was not able to even complete the song. So it was kind of a a little bit of a faith leap to say like, okay, well, if this is meant for me, 
then my body's just going to have to heal in time. I don't. I don't want. I don't think I want to see it. New episode of America's Got Talent uh, airs at eight p.m. tonight on NBC. So my guess is she's going to win because they they really rely on the backstory, right? right? I mean, that's a big part of what they do when they're voting for these people. Got to be a good singer. So, yes, uh, she's. I guess she's pretty. She's a very pretty girl too. Um, all right, here's the next clip. Here we go. So, Grant Gustin has been playing Barry Allen in the CW series The Flash for seven years. In this clip, Grant explains how his character's on-screen attitude has changed his off-screen outlook on life. There's, like, life and death on the line for him, like, every single day. And I think that's really weighed on the character. And I think he's kind of, he's less optimistic in certain scenarios now than he used to be where I feel like I've really worked on being more of an optimistic person and trying to be a little more present and in the moment. What? A new episode of The Flash airs 8 p.m. tonight. That is on The CW. And that's it. That wraps up the entertainment report. It's great. But there's more to go. Not entertainment-wise, not about the entertainment industry, but certainly (laughs) about America. Thank you for the Patreon music, Casey. is this not... An indictment. Wait. No, there's no indictment. What? I, I'm not going to stand here and listen to you rip the United States of America. No, but we will. We will. We will talk about independence and Independence Mall. Yes. And the big event that is taking place on Thursday is something that uh, we've been a part of for several years now, and it is so much fun. And you, my friend, you, every one of you, are invited to go to this. It's a big party. It is Wawa Hoagie Day. Yay! All right, so please welcome the CEO, the man in charge <laughs> from Wawa. Please give some love to Mr. Chris Geisinger. Hey Chris, how you doing, man? I'm great. I, I don't feel like the man in charge often, but that's that's I'll take it. Thank you. Are you, <laughs> hey, you you are one of the more approachable man in charges, if that's oh, even a word. Man that in I've, charge, that charged I've, up man in charge. There we yeah. go. That I've ever met, and and Wawa has. We're so proud of our Wawa. You yes. know what I mean? We really and, are. And even though it's, we consider this to be our baby right here in the cradle of America, uh, but I am also very proud that other parts of the, the states are, are getting to the Wawa experience as well. No, I mean, the, the brand yeah. just continues to grow, does it not? It, it does. It does. Look, we're, we're, we're a lot lucky, but we have great people. You know, yeah. it's, it's funny. People have talked about Mayor of Eastwood more than anything <laughs> and, and from near and far. And, you know, they're like, what did you do? How did you pull that <laughs> off? I'm like, it has nothing to do with me, nothing to do with our corporate office, just great people in our stores and people built connections. That's well, and listen, about. those those uh, those those Mayor of Easttown Wawa Delco shirts yeah. was a brilliant <laughs> idea. I want to thank Lori Bruce because she yeah. uh, five fingered a couple for us uh, over here to have because I, Casey could not no, not no. have you have one to of those, so we got we got him set up. But what a great idea! You guys are coming up with some really cool uh, marketing ideas too. Yeah, you know, it's just having a little bit of fun yeah. and, and building a little bit of buzz, excitement. I'm glad we got you the shirts, Lori Bruce. If there's ever a good idea, Wawa, ninety percent of the time it comes out of her head. So love she's that awesome. gal. She's the best. So welcome, America is back. We had a weird year last year, yeah, and yeah. now we're. We're, we're, we feel like things are, are somewhat normal, Chris. Yeah, they are, right? You know, so we're going to be in person, which is a, a big deal. We're, we're going to be social and not have to distance, and and it's all good. You know, yeah. what, what 
is better this time of year than hoagies, independence, and sweltering heat. That's yeah. What yeah. Well, no, no, you're gonna have a, you're gonna the, the heat's gonna break for the event. If I well, it is, but but it wouldn't feel like Wawa Hoagie Day if I didn't have a little sweat running down my underwear. <laughs> yes, yeah. on that particular day. And I always feel Steve because at the event and you've been there. Yes, I have. There are always the the uh, the the period piece uh, the the people yes. that the reenactors that wear all that you know you poor bastards the, that heavy yeah. you know wool and uh, cotton and all that stuff, but they. I, Come out and they love doing it, man. I'm surprised more wars weren't surrendered. To, you know, <laughs> just oh, the hell with it. Yeah, yeah. Take it back. Uh, so, yeah, Chris, what's uh? Are, are we going for the 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 regular size this year of the of the biggest hoagie in the world type of thing? Yeah, wh- why not? Right. So yeah. we learned some things last year that we actually brought forward this year. So we're still having a really big event down at Independence Mall in historic Philly. We'll build sixteen thousand Wawa hoagies early that morning. We'll get them out. 100 Wawa Associates will bring them over to the Veterans Multi-Service Center, fill abundance uh, over to PAL, make sure that they're all taken care of. And then 10,000 of them will be served right on the lawn there, right on the street, actually, this year. So it's great. We're going to close off the street. It's going to be wonderful. Awesome. That fun is going to be there. And then every Wawa store, and this is what we did last year in the COVID world, is going to build another 50. So 929 stores building 50 hoagies, giving them away to their local community oh. organization. So it, it amounts to like 60,000 hoagies. We're going to build you know what? That day. That's a great way to do the dispersing of uh, of the uh, the hoagies yeah. and the yeah. impacts uh, more appreciated. But also um, taking this out and making it sort of a block party is a cool aspect. Yeah. So the, you, the, you part, it, of the road, yeah. part of the road is going to be uh, closed off? I think so this year, yep. So okay. it's going to be a little bit tighter, closer to National Constitution Center, which, by the way, has free admission all day on right. Hoagie Day on the 1st, which is fabulous. Um, so it's always a great day. It's really good to be back in person. It's Our associates have been calling, emailing, saying, how do I get there? I want to be there. I want to help. I want to be a part of Hoagie Day because it's become – this is our 29th Hoagie Day. Wow. Started in 1992 with a 500-foot-long Hoagie. It's grown just – Oh, my God. Day. Kathy was only two years old when you started <laughs> yeah. this. Wow. wow, Chris, I, I hit Wawa every morning on my way into work, and uh, I'm not sure if this is the case for every Wawa, but the one that I go to, uh, it looks like they're hiring. It, I think it started $13 or $14 an hour, and there's a signing yep. bonus, so uh, I know you guys are actively looking for new employees. We, we are, we are. So, you know, every year, this as we build into the summer, we hire about 5,000 additional employees, wow. associates. This year, we saw, as most employers did, a little bit of a slowdown in application flow back in April and May. So we put some things in place, like a $500 bonus, which come to work at Wawa still in any role in the stores, give you $500 if you're with us for at least 90 days. And it's really helped. We've hired close to 10,000 people now in the last uh, few months. Uh, And business is picking up. People are starting to get out. Not quite where it was pre-COVID because people aren't going to the office in the morning, getting their coffee like you guys. Um, but, but you know, it's starting to pick up, so we're getting prepared, and, and we know the summer's going to be great. People are just ready. And how out. about that that uh, new location by the Platte Bridge? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We were talking about yeah. that uh, a couple weeks ago. Did uh, Are they serving be- Are they selling beer at that one, or am I wrong? They, about they that? are selling beer at that yeah. one. So it's our first one inside the city. We did, yes, used to sell it at our store near Penn's campus years ago, but first one now, it's selling beer today in the city, stadium store, uh, it was a great opening. Uh, honestly, it tells you how little I know about our business. I didn't think that would be a great <laughs> store for us. Really? Uh, oh. Because it's just the the flow of traffic, and my real estate guys, as always, they're always right, and the store is wonderful, and it looks really cool, and, uh, you know, that's going to be a great store when there's games and events. And, by the way, that day we also 
showed our support at that grand opening for the FIFA World Cup in yes. Philadelphia's bid for 2026, yeah. which is a big, big deal for us. Hope that happens. That would be yeah. really cool. Uh, are there any plans to bring gambling to the Wawa? <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, probably not. Oh, um, all right. But, you, you know, not not now, but you never know. Yeah, don't, uh, don't leave that don't completely never, off the table. See, what Chris, you seem to be suggesting is you make a suggestion and then they ignore it, your, your support staff, and then they, they get it right. Pretty much. Yes. <laughs> and it, it, the models worked really well, so we're going to keep yes. going with it. Don't, don't uh, screw with success. At the end of the day, we listen to our customers, Steve. You know that. Yes. That's what makes our business our business, and that they make wah, 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 wah. So, uh, you know, beer has, has been one of the things customers have told us, hey, I come in for a hoagie, but then i got to go down the road for beer. And so we sell it in all our Virginia stores, all of our Florida stores. By law, we can. And we know what it can do. So, you know, it's a little different here in PA, as you know with the rules. But uh, we're going to continue to open more stores with beer in, in Philadelphia and Pennsylvania, too. Hey, let me ask you, how, how, how are the burgers doing? Because I, they debuted a little while ago. I finally had one. Uh, they're, they're really good. So there you go. That's exactly what we wanted people to say. With a, There was a little bit of tinge of surprise in your voice, right? They're yeah. really good. Like, yeah. I didn't expect it. Uh, our team has worked super hard. We're, we're selling a lot of them. We we promoted them early on. So it's 75% of our dinner offer is just burgers and fries. Wow. And uh, they're, so they're, they're really on fire. They're really good product. Um, and by the way, it's just the beginning of what's really going to be a whole dinner offer. You're going to potentially huh. see pizza in Wawa, and I oh. mean a good fresh dough pizza. You're going to see a chicken sandwich later this year, early next year, that will compete with the best of the chicken sandwiches. So you know, that, that's a day part where people have said, and some behaviors have changed with COVID. All right. Um, so so I, I have every anticipation of walking in one day and seeing a roulette wheel there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Okay. Yeah, we'll All see. right. Now, that's awesome. Right, yeah, I love so, it. Chris, uh, Hoagie Day, Thursday, noon, free lunch, lots of activities, cool stuff going on. And then you guys are sponsoring uh, the fireworks on the parkway on the 4th, correct, right? Yeah, yeah, they'll be at the Parkway. So we have a nice concert at the uh-huh. Man Center this year. So, you know, we did all of our planning. We weren't sure back months ago what was going to be allowed and not and, and wanted to be safe. So the Man, if you want free tickets, go on Welcome America uh, website and you can get tickets. We release batches of those every day. It's Flo Rida and BB Rexa. It's going to be a great concert. And then that night later on the Parkway, have to do it with Fourth of July. There's going to be a great, great fireworks show. Excellent. All right, and uh, will you be there uh, for Hoagie Day? You you around? Uh, I don't think I will be this year. I okay, have family commitments that uh, I'm going to uphold this year. So uh, <laughs> I wish you the best. But don't worry, we have a hundred. We have a hundred of our best Wawa associates. They're going to be a lot more fun than, than I am. So All right. Well, you're pretty fun as well, Chris. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. Well, we'll catch up another time. But uh, thanks, man. You guys, uh, we, we love Thank our you. Wawa. You guys do great work, obviously. Yeah. I don't need to tell you that. But uh, looking forward to Hoagie Day this year. Casey, if you need more, more Delco Wawa shirts, let us know. <laughs> no oh. problem. Okay. Well, and I need guys, different thanks, colors. Thanks for being there on the 4th. It's oh. there, or on the 1st, actually. Yes, yeah. So thank you. Our pleasure. Thanks a bunch. Chris right. Geisen, guys. Right. CEO of Wawa. And he can get you, yeah, he can get you all the Wawa shirts you can have. Absolutely. Man, those people. Stop and think about it. They they rescued, you know, the uh, the, the fireworks display and all that stuff, and they've yep. been running with it for a while now. And uh, mm-hmm. thank God. Can I ask you guys something? Yes. Uh, and Does you it guys... involve a girl? <laughs> no, oh. but you guys are always straight shooters with yeah. me. Uh, years ago, I had claimed that uh, maybe I started the uh, effing bull S chant during Money Money. Because I had never heard it before. Right. And so I just assumed that I started that at the St. Kevin's dance and then it just caught on worldwide. Uh, now, 
I kind of feel like this whole Delco thing that has been going on for the past decade or so started right here on this show. Uh, you think we created the appreciation of Delco? I think I created the re- the appreciation okay. of Delco. What are your thoughts on uh, that? No. Yeah, we'll give you that. We'll give you a plaque and everything. I don't, I don't know. The only reason appreciation I say- for Delco occurred on this spot. Let me tell you why I say no, because before I even knew you, I knew a whole group of people from Delco and... They were the exact same way. I think it's just Kathy, all of you, everyone who's so there. It so easy just to say yes. I, I'm sorry. Now, right. I'll tell you what I sorry, think Steve. did start here <laughs> is the term Buxco. Yes. No, oh, that no doubt no, started here. No one calls it Buxco. Just yeah. us. What do they call just, it? Uh, Bucks just, County. People mention it. Though. I hear, no, I hear Buxco no, now. I hear it now. Because of the show? Only yes. because of the show. And I'll tell you who actually came up with it was... Um, my sister-in-law. So when uh, you know when Casey and I started the whole like you know competition yeah. between Delco Buxco uh, on the show, she she said that and she's like, oh, you should call it Buxco, like making fun of us. Right. And uh, I told you guys, and somebody said it on the air. And yeah, no. no, people from Bucks County don't call it Buxco. No, you started saying Buxco as a just a straight up like just to kind of like make fun of me. Yeah, it came yeah. from my sister-in-law. Yeah. Okay. So we know that that was originated, at least in part because of the show. I don't know. I I, listen. If if it makes you feel good, I know you've been the biggest champion of Delco that I've ever known. There is. So I'll give you that. There, there has been. You delivered town talk. (laughs) I did. Yeah. And the Daily Times. Yes. Daily Times first, you, then you are, you are the ambassador of Delco. You, do you think you coined the term Bel- Delco? No. Oh, no, no, okay. no. My dad was a truck driver for Delco Air Freight. I mean, Delco was, has been a thing for... Did you create the word Byzantine? I, no. <laughs> okay. Before it was an empire. Before it was a thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we got to take a break. Okay. Uh, okay. It, it's already 20 after 7, and we haven't even, we're, we're still doing our entertainment break. So, yes. oh my God. Uh, we'll come back in a moment. And don't forget, today is Tattoo Tuesday. If you want a Preston Steve show tattoo, if you want to put Delco or Bucks Co or Montco or whatever in there, that's up to you. Okay. Te- what? The people don't love Montco like they do Bucks Co and Delco. They don't. I live in Montco. I know. I do. Uh, we're going to take a break, and we we'll, we'll, we'll be right back. <laughs> Text word tattoo to 39333. Stay there. MMR is Essential 200, a daily look at the songs that influenced, elevated, or flat-out changed what we call rock and roll. These are the big ones and the not-so-obvious ones that every rock fan should know. Go to WMMR.com now to vote for the songs most essential to you. We'll be playing them back in order on a blockbuster 4th of July weekend. MMR's Essential 200 with Jackson. Weekdays at 4. From Meineke for all your automotive repair needs. And 93.3 WMMR, the station that's played everything that rocks Philly since day one. Uh, Kathy mentioned this in the news earlier that um, there is a shortage of fireworks. Uh, apparently, earlier this month, um, Phantom Fireworks, the country's largest consumer-based retail fireworks company, urged shoppers to buy their fireworks well in advance <laughs> due to supply chain issues and global shipment delays. Is well in advance an option at this point? I think it's... I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I would think, you know, now or never. Yeah. Uh, that's just <clears throat> the warning they put out there, so... Um, but you know, there's a lot of toilet paper on the shelves now, Preston, right. so that... you can light that on fire. <laughs> We're not doing fireworks this year. We're yeah, just lighting toilet, toilet paper <laughs> on fire. We've got so much, which is ridiculous. Wow. So there is a list of 
rules about shooting off fireworks. Now, this is in the Philadelphia city limits. Okay. Elsewhere in the state, I'm not sure what to tell you. You're on your own. Uh, <laughs> but I will let you know a few things. Uh, uh, I, I do have a few things to pass along as far as the legality of fireworks in Philadelphia. Go. I think of all the things like this around this time of year, this is probably one of the most asked questions or series of questions. Where can you do it? What times can you do it? I just did it. I'm going to do it again, Preston. So, uh, the, yeah, so since 2017, that's when um, Pennsylvanians have been allowed more powerful fireworks. Legislators passed House Bill 542. Right. And that bill allowed state residents to legally purchase and use consumer-grade or Class C fireworks that can contain up to 50 milligrams of explosive material. <laughs> that means firecrackers, bottle rockets, Roman candles, and the like are legal. Before 2017... Uh, only people from out of state could buy those fireworks in Pennsylvania, while state residents were limited to non-aerial items like sparklers and sparklers. ground fountains. I like ground fountains. Sparklers, if you're a little kid, they're they're good, mm. but you have to be really, as Kathy said, 1,200 degrees. Yeah. Uh, fountains are, they're fun for a minute. And yeah, then and then you grow up. Yeah. And then you get a wife. But yeah, those sparklers, yeah, they, they, they are Super red hot. hot. Yeah. Red, red hot. You know, like last year, Preston, I liked it. Was just, I, I, I just took out a lawn chair and I watched them uh, blow up the ATMs. And that was uh, so much fun. <laughs> remember that? Yeah, I do remember yeah. when that was going on. Uh, but however, when this bill passed in 2017, it actually conflicted with the Philadelphia Fire Code, which banned the use uh. of consumer fireworks in the city without a permit. That changed last year. Uh, actually, the year before, July 3rd, uh, 2019, when uh, Mayor Kenny had signed an updated fire code that allowed for the use of consumer fireworks in the city with several important restrictions. So so where do we stand right now on grade C fireworks? They're, they're legal. So, okay. So here's the question. What fireworks are illegal in Pennsylvania? There are some types of fireworks that are still off the table. Uh, chief among them, display fireworks, the really big showy stuff which require special permits and are intended for use by professional pyrotechnicians. Pennsylvania defines display fireworks as anything that contains more than 130 milligrams or two grains, it says, of explosive and wow. explosives and aerial shells, which contain more than 60 grams of pyrotechnic composition. Also off-limits, highly explosive M-type devices, such as M80s and M100s, which are classified as illegal explosive devices by agencies like the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives and the U.S. Consumer Product, Product Safety Commission. What okay. about bunker busters? <laughs> uh, no, okay. you can't do bunker busters. I'm sorry, does it M stand for millimeter? What, what does the M stand for in m I don't know. Uh, in M80s and uh, M100s, Nick can probably do a quick search on that for us. It might be a millimeter. Uh, it is legal to set off fire, or is it legal to set off fireworks in Philadelphia? It says here, probably not. Philadelphia's law probably not. strictly limits uh, how fireworks can be used, essentially making them tough to set off legally and safely within city limits. It's my privilege today to sign the probably not law into effect. <laughs> right? <laughs> Everyone gets a commemorative pen. And it is now law, probably. All right, so here you go. Nick found the M. The M is designated by a U.S. military convention for standard equipment. So that's what M stands for. It's, it stands for standard. Because standard begins with M. That's and right. And 80 is a non-meaningful ID number. 
That's a bunch of crap. None of it doesn't make any sense. So it's just, completely arbitrary. They just gave it a number. They yeah. just gave it a, a letter and a number. Could have been just an X twenty. They should classify them two ways: ooh or ah. Right. Uh, so let's see here. Uh, if the laws are broken, what are the penalties? Well, selling illegal fireworks is a third degree felony, which carries a maximum sentence of up to seven years Jeez. and a fine up to fifteen thousand dollars. Setting off consumer fireworks illegally is a summary offense, and that can mean a fine. Under the new bill, fines range from one to three hundred dollars, one hundred to three hundred dollars for a first offense, two hundred to four hundred for second, three hundred to five hundred for third, and up to seven hundred dollars for subsequent offenses. So, what used to happen years ago is that if you were setting off fireworks, and the police usually would relax and would be cool, but if they came around and someone was being outlandish, like at midnight or one o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. they would confiscate their stuff. Yeah. And that would be that. Okay. You know? Um, I, uh, I'm not like, I don't, I love fireworks from a distance, right? I don't like God them. Is watching I'm, I'm close or anything along those lines. Um, Chuck here in uh, the offices, he will buy them and lights them off on the, on the beach. He makes me look like a pussy and a bad dad because... Uh, when we when we go to the Fourth of July celebrations, he brings like a backpack of fireworks, and he'll mm-hmm. we'll, he's one of those people that lights them off. He as, loves them, right? As the fireworks show is going on, yeah. But then he also will like he'll allow his kid to like light one off, and I'm like, I don't I don't want to do that. Like I don't want to uh, allow my child. To... That's your call. Yeah, I yeah, know. You're, you, but... you stand your ground. I know, but then I you know I'm side by side <laughs> with this guy who's letting his kid do this. <laughs> well, you know? I'll join him because I love setting off fireworks. Oh my god! I love I love launching them right out of my hand. Oh, I can't do that. Like Remember, you guys rocket. had yeah. that like uh, bottle, the bottle rocket, rocket war. It was, it was a blast. such a blast. I hit we it under the it, table. We had it at uh, at a demo home. Yeah, TH Properties. TH Properties, yeah. and we were in the backyard running around shooting bottle rockets it's at a each blast. other. Yep. I Did mean, you literally. like that, Nick? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, I love fireworks. Although, uh, uh, but uh, uh, somebody called me a Karen earlier today for uh, <laughs> suggesting that. Maybe they don't be set off every single night in the city, um, but I know that I'm not alone in that. No, what, no that's, they called you a Karen because of that? Karen no, McElwain. Not even close. I know. It's not even close. It's a Chad McElwain. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. If you're going to insult me, spell my last name correctly and call me a Chad. Um, but no, li- listen, I, I, I love fireworks. I go- love going to the ballpark. If I can see them multiple times a year, I will. But I, I can't imagine, and Steve, I know you suffer from this, A, what it's like for pet owners, and B, what it's like in the city. Well, listen, so in, in where we are in down area, they, they, the occasion will set them off. Like, every night, you might hear it for a little bit, and then it, it dissipates. Um, fortunately, it's far enough away where, and our animals are actually pretty good with it. That's but good. if somebody has animals that really freak out, it could be a nightmare. Or if you're a returning veteran and right. you have PTSD, it, it's a serious triggering it's, problem. It's, oh, yeah. It's horrible. Yeah, absolutely. As far as setting them off myself, case, I did have, there, there were a, a handful of times where, you know, like a fire cork, Firecracker blew up in my hand. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, your hand just goes numb. But one time, so I would take the the small pack of about, uh, I don't know, like 20 firecrackers, you know, and, and they're all, all the wicks are all tied together. Like the lady fingers or whatever? No, not lady fingers, regular firecrackers. And so uh, the lady fingers are, are the baby ones. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, so yeah, I remember one time I was in my backyard, light it, and then I was going to throw the whole pack, you know, but it had a oh, quick no. fuse. And as I come back... By your ear? Right by my ear. Oh, boy. All of them went off, and it just, like... I I don't know if that that may... Who knows if that's part of my tinnitus issue, because it was... I went deaf in that ear. My hands were numb from it blowing up in my hand. I mean, they're, they're dangerous, so... 
I don't throw firecrackers anymore. Bottle rockets, I have no problem because you're holding the end of that, mm. the the stick and and that the the sparks that come out. It's you know it's nothing. It's not bad at all. I mean, you'll feel a little bit of heat, but it's not bad. There were a couple times where I, I nearly did something that was you know it, not, I wouldn't say life ending, but finger ending. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, you know, and you got to watch out. I don't mind Roman candles. I like. I don't even like sparklers because those <laughs> like. They burn like you know, like the, the classic sparklers, right? The not the cooler ones that uh, that are a little bit more controlled. But do you remember the ones that we used to play with when we were kids? Mm-hmm. When they got down closer to your hands, they would like the sparks would burn your hands. Wait, mm-hmm. what are the cooler ones? I think you're they're talking like about. Colored. I think you're talking about morning glories. Is that what they're called? Uh, yeah, they kind of shoot uh, out. Yeah, yeah, little, yeah, little sparks fly out and stuff like that. Um, but are, are you talking about regular sparkers, sparklers? I mean, they have different colored ones you can. Yeah, yeah, but I'm talking about the classic ones that we played with. Like in the, the glory 80s. holes. Yeah, the glory holes. Remember They're great. We yeah, we remember? stuck your genitals through a hole in <laughs> do you the remember, Do you remember punks? Remember yes, punks. punks. Here, yeah. Casey, yeah. go play with the punks. Uh-huh. <laughs> Preston, that's your speed. That's basically, you would use punks to light other fireworks. That's, yes. that's what yeah. it was for. <laughs> it was lighting other fireworks. But, but it, Roman it's, candles. It's like lighting a cigarette lighter and going, ooh. Mm-hmm. But I'll play with Roman candles, but then other people will have like Roman candle wars. Right? And I won't do that. Well, listen, there's to whatever if you're here's a good piece of advice. If if you're listening to Casey and you're saying that's me, don't go anywhere near fireworks. Sure. You know, and yeah. but and it is wise to honestly to me, I'd rather just see someone put on a display. I don't need to be holding it. But if they're Although, around, you know. You'd want to see this. This person texted in and said, I launched a bottle rocket out of my ass five July's ago. Have a video to prove it. There you go. I want to <laughs> see that. There right. are so many videos of people severely burning themselves doing that. The balls. Uh, and and like putting it in between their butt cheeks and lighting it on fire, and then having to go to the hospital, especially if it's one of those little bit larger bottle yes. rockets. Yeah, things, you know, yeah. Might, uh, have a little report at the oh, end. A little, yeah, <laughs> don't do that. That's really dumb. Um, but uh, Kathy, did you have a list of some of the displays in the area and when they're going to be hitting? <clears throat> yeah. So there's like a ton of them. Uh, so why yeah. don't you tell me what you uh, what you want to know? What uh, well, county or uh, do area? they start on, I mean, July 4th, obviously, is the big one. But they usually, in and around holiday weekend, sometimes you'll have them on the days leading to up. To be honest, the 4th, yeah. right? one so, of the, the best I've seen is is in uh, in Narberth, and I don't know. They if have canceled theirs permanently. Son of a mm. bitch! Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but Preston, you're right. Some of them will go July 2nd, July 3rd. Conjahawken always does theirs on the 3rd. Okay. Uh, there's obviously a number of them. How, how easy, how, how crowded. So are they doing it this year, Conchi? Conchi is doing it this year. However, you can't gather in Sutcliffe Park, which is where they set them off, which is the best viewing place. You can see them throughout um, the town or throughout the borough, um, but you you can't actually gather in Sutcliffe Park this year. I know there's one there uh, traditionally one in Radnor um, by the high school, and that one got canceled again this year. To, uh, yes, to oh, really? so yeah. I'm well, here's surprised the deal. that how many were canceled and postponed. There's still a huge number of them taking place, but I was surprised by the there are a large number that were canceled. And I know, but and the reason is and it's the same thing that every we're at that point now. Where everyone had to pull the trigger on these events yeah, and yeah. put them on the calendar, mm-hmm. and didn't know what we where we were going to be. Fortunately, we're we're in a good place right now, but they had to lock and load, and that's why some people are saying, "Why aren't they having it this year?" Well, at the time, all that stuff needs to be put into place or needed to be put in place. We didn't know how things were going to break. Exactly, um, but a lot of the a lot of uh, places are are doing them, like Elmwood Park Zoo, Sesame Place. You know, like places like that are doing. It. The Phillies are doing. It. When's not- Elmwood Park doing it? Elmwood Park is doing it on July 4th. 
Um, the Phillies are animals there. The Phillies are still doing it, but they're doing it on July 16th. And then the Reading fight and fills and the, um, the one out in Lehigh, they're doing it. Oh, as, the Iron Pigs. Yeah, the Iron Pigs, they're doing the... Ballparks usually do a great fireworks mm-hmm. display. Yeah, if you yeah. can get and see... It, it's too bad because they used to do one uh, every week uh, in um, in Camden at their ballpark, but uh, that doesn't exist anymore. Oh. But yeah, the, the Phil's ballpark is great. Um, and so, yeah, if you get a chance to see those, I highly recommend them. Somebody said this should be 4th of July activities. Yes! yes. I totally do that for you. Yeah. I love... I do love fireworks, but I like the displays that are put on the you know the organized shows not the neighbors yeah no i i agree and there's there's some uh every now and then you get people who have like a like a mini uh display a bit bigger <clears throat> than just kids throwing yeah. bottle rockets around in the backyard with with some aerial shells and so on that pop up but they usually do it at the wrong time i find like and, around five o'clock well no i mean like um in the morning on, on a weeknight, listen, we get up early, so yeah. we're a little more sensitive to that. But uh, but on a weeknight, on a Tuesday night or something like this, what are you, what are you doing on. that tonight? Wait, we, we're all working tomorrow, <laughs> right? to get up early tomorrow. And and now I have dogs that wig out on, on the fireworks. Oh, do they? Oh, yeah, they hate it, man. They go crazy uh, whenever there's fireworks. I was talking to my cousin who has um, an older dog who freaks out over the fireworks, and they actually give her something. The vet gives her something to um, give the dog. No, to just to kind of keep them calm while there's fireworks That's, going on. Kathy, it's a serious thing, and so they, they have everything from like a, uh, you can put like a, um, like a, a harness on them that, that sort of yeah. comforts them. A thunder that, that blanket. A thunder blanket. Yeah. And, um, hey, yeah. but when, all right, so but uh, the Elmwood Park Zoo, what do those animals think of that stuff? They put headphones on them. Uh, they That's do. Really okay, good point, That's a good question, Case. You know? They... I'm like, are lions cool with that? <laughs> okay, so, well, they don't have lions there, but... Um... They don't? No. They I do have... The, the, the birds ate them. Well, no, they have, uh, they have cat, some big, big cats. cats. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they have like a jaguar or something like that. <laughs> Imagine if the bison just started like stampeding out. <laughs> <Right. laughs> <laughs> Elmwood Park Zoo is awesome, and they do it have is. a lot of stuff. So, uh, yeah, but uh, overall, you know that that is a good question. But I I just assume they put headphones on them, but noise. All the eagles just take off. They're like, we're out of here. <laughs> All those eagles are sort of you know they're d- a little crippled. Up, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, it says it says Elmwood Park Zoo, July fourth, nine p.m. So, and it gives the Elmwood Park Zoo's actual address. So, I guess it's happening okay. somewhere there in All the right. parking lot. How about up my way is uh, Palmer Park? It's either in uh, Skipback or Harleysville. Okay, so Montgomery County. Let's see mm-hmm. here. So, um, I'll just go through some of them quickly. That's Preston's address. Abington. Yeah. We is call a- it Monco out there, and we love it. Right in Monco. <laughs> yeah. Really? Your, yeah. You love your. County? That's weird. I know. It's weird, isn't it? Uh, Abington <laughs> is having theirs. Ambler canceled their fireworks. Uh, we mentioned Conshohocken, which is July 3rd. Limerick uh, canceled theirs, Preston. Uh-huh. Lower Providence at Eagleville Park. Is that what you just said? No, no I said no. Palmer Park. Oh, all right. Okay, that is uh, happening at dusk. Uh, Narstown, Elmwood Park Zoo. We talked about that. Uh, Pottstown. Okay, here we go. Palmer Park. Yes, it is happening. And skip back on July 4th at dusk. Okay, cool. Kathy, they put on a great display. In uh, Chester County, Chesco, uh, is Wilson Park happening? Uh, I believe it is. Hold on, Nick. Let me just scroll back up. But I did read um, in Chester County. Hold on. That one gets jammed. It's uh, Wilson Park is right in the middle of Chesterbrook, right off of 202. And it's a really good display. Do you know what? Though, so much of this relies on these. a lot of these things. You try to get anywhere near it, and you can't. Yeah. And if it becomes this arduous hiking process. Oh, my God. Get, whereas, you know, it's like, ah, uh, I... You go somewhere else. That's why Narberth was so good. You, you could, it was... Yeah. Of course, they canceled it forever. I've taken the train into the city for the for the uh, parkway ones a few times, and that's that's a good way to get in and out. Although the, the you know the train at the end of the night is pretty jammed, um, but you can park by uh, suburb. I mean, uh, get off the the train at Suburban Station and walk down the parkway and get a good view of the uh, 
The you fireworks. know, you know, it's wild, Nick. It's a perfect spot right up here on City Line, right by this reservoir. We can see it out the you window oh, next yeah. to the hotel. Oh, and yeah. if you look towards the city, you'll yeah, you're get up the kind of high. View. You'll yeah. get the full display. We're up a little high here. There's no yeah. trees in the way because there's a reservoir there. Yeah. so that's a good idea. Uh, Nick really Wilson idea. Farm Park starts at dusk. That's in tradition. On the fourth. Uh, on the fourth, yes. Okay, cool. Uh, and, and by the way, on the river. Honestly, anywhere along the river, they, they always have a couple of fire. They have fireworks displays every weekend. Hang on. I'm going to go to uh, Steve-O has been on hold for a little while. Steve-O, good morning, sir. Am I on the air? You're on the air. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it says here you're raring up for the fourth. Uh, yeah, I, I have it. I have it. Uh, uh, I've always loved fireworks, but now it's uh, I have a new uh, a newfound love uh, once again. Uh, and last year, uh, we set off, um, you know, we went up to Phantom. Uh, we got a couple cakes, um, and we put on a, a decent show for the neighborhood. Uh, lasted about forty-five minutes, uh, but this year uh, we said that you know we were gonna we were gonna ramp up even harder. We were actually gonna go to to Maryland to a wholesaler uh, and just you know stock up a couple a couple of our uh, SUVs. Uh, didn't make it to Maryland this year, but we uh, we went back up to uh, to Sky King this year. And uh, we stocked up. We have 72 five-inch shells from orders that we're going to Wow, buy. wow. 18, 18 500-gram cakes, 15 200-gram cakes, and two grand finale cakes. So when you're saying uh, the, the cakes, explain what that is. So basically, uh, there's 500-gram and a 200-gram cake. 500-gram uh, is going is, is to be louder. Uh, but basically, uh, you just light a fuse, and then they're, they're, they're called, like, they have 15 shot or 25 shot or 35 shot, and that basically indicates how many times, uh, you know, the fireworks going to go off. So they'll, wow. they'll, they'll, each shot launches an aerial. So, so yeah. are they, they timed out like every couple seconds or every couple seconds? Yeah. Okay. So, 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 I mean, we, when we when we when we were at the Sky King, it's basically like Sam's Club except for fireworks. Wow. And they had, and you can watch videos. I mean, I spent hours of watching. I'll just watch hours of video of, of, of fireworks to see how they explode, <laughs> the timing, to figure out how I'm going to set up the show and everything. Jeez. I mean, You're the, serious. One, the, grand, the one grand finale cake that we have is 432 shots. How much does that cost? Uh, uh, that cake uh, cost, I think it was $350. Wow. Um, we had... But so we had a lot of good coupons and everything like that that they sent us. They basically blasted our neighborhood with uh, coupons like, you know, buy one, get three. Or, uh, you know, they usually have pretty good deals. But, um, yeah, so we have a bunch. We have all these different cakes. And basically, it's just we're just going to tie up this big show plan. And it's basically going to be Disney World fireworks in our backyard. Oh, all right, man. Well, have a good time and be safe. Yes. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. You know, save things. a couple fingers in a baggie just in case. I, it's, you know, I, I've never bought the big stuff. I've no. never gone out and bought that. And I, I have the wherewithal to do it now, and now I really don't care about lighting them off that much yeah. anymore. But as a kid, man, happiness to me oh my was a gross of bottle rocket. Oh, you I got loved a it. whole gross of bottle rocket. Like I, when the trunk would oh. lift on my neighbor's car, I'd be like, oh, because yeah. he's the one who would go down to you know, like uh, south of the border, whatever the hell it was, and uh, and pick up fireworks. But Preston. In this case, when you're talking about something like a cake, you have to put it in a particular type of receptacle, right? You just can't lay it out on pavement and and light it, can you? Don't you have to build something 
Uh, sort of, well, or am I thinking incorrectly? No, I think if you're going to do it out in a field, you want to build something so right. it doesn't burn the grass and all that right. stuff around there. But yeah, you can set it on pavement. Can you? Light I it didn't, off. didn't realize that. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, by the way, Casey reminded me, and I forgot about this, we have to follow with FCC guidelines. Uh, when we do have a conversation about fireworks, they require that we play a public service announcement oh, concerning right. fireworks. So I will do that now. Hello, this is Joseph Magrucci of the famous Magrucci Fireworks family. This year, as you celebrate the 4th of July, do the smart thing and leave the fireworks to the professionals like me. Remember, even though they're pretty, fireworks are explosives and can go off without... Oh, that shouldn't have happened. Let me pull my pull myself up on this box over here. Oh God! Oh boy! Oh, help! Help me! I got a I got a box of sparklers wedged in my ass. Ah. Help. Be careful. Yeah. This holiday yeah. season. Right. He. We got to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. The Bizarre File is on the way next. Stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate stevensinger.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our next guest has uh, been on the program many times, and uh, he is a. They, they had a baby three months ago. How about that? So I'd say the man deserves a drink, and that's why he's headed to the Ocean Drive yes. for this event as a guest <laughs> bartender. Please welcome Mr. Jason Kelsey hey, to hey. the show. Hey, 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 hey. Jason, good morning, sir. Yes, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Anytime, man. Absolutely. Well, listen, uh, I know that you've got a, a a new three-month-old in the family, so a late congratulations to you. How's that going so far? It's going great. Uh, finally getting some sleep. Uh, <laughs> she's doing good on that end now, and uh, uh, being down at the beach has definitely been a lot of fun with the kids, for sure. Have you been down there for a while? Because, you know, uh, there's a video that surfaced last week of you, um, well, somebody else was shotgunning a beer, and you were racing them. <laughs> With a tall boy yeah. of your own, and uh, and so that was, and I, I was like, wait a second, is that Travis Kelsey right behind you? Uh, and it, and as it turns out, it was. So have you been down there for a while? Are you down there all summer? Yeah, we've been down here really since uh, the Eagles off season program ended, um, and then we'll come back to Philly right before the Fourth of July and uh, get ready for training camp gearing up on July twenty sixth. But all in all, we'll get we'll be down here for about a month. So okay, um, yeah, we've been having fun. 
Nice. And kids at the beach, I mean, you got to love taking them out there. Oh, man. Nothing better. It's I mean, adorable. Yeah, our 20-month-old is like the mayor of Seattle. <laughs> so yeah. It's the, awesome right now. It's amazing. Yeah. Nice. Well, it seems yeah. like you're actually, it, it, you're kind of like the mayor wherever you go. Um, and I don't <laughs> necessarily know if, I don't think things would have been different had you guys not won a Super Bowl uh, and you got up on, uh, on stage and, and delivered the speech that you did. Um, but uh, you had, gosh, man, it was pre-pandemic. You were at uh, Brick and Brew and you arm wrestled a guy. And uh, yeah. as it turns out, I know that guy. His name's Dave. Uh, and I was, and <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you've got to like wherever you go, um, you, you've sort of got to own the place. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just I, I just keep trying to be who I've always been and just hang out and you know um, try not to really be any different. You know, if anybody would have challenged me to do an arm wrestle you know, before, before the before the speech, I would have gladly obliged then too. Although now I must say I'm retired from arm wrestling. I can't just. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm giving up that career. Uh, All right, listen, hey, it's, it's it's a wise move because I was watching this this uh, story. It was uh, I forget which which one of the sports channels, but it was like a world class arm wrestler goes in and yeah. gets gets challenged in a bar and just by a weird twist snapped the arm. You Ooh. know, so the Whoa. career. Was, I mean, and, and you you need to use your arms for more lucrative things. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That would be a bad. That would be a really bad way to miss out on a, that, a yes, salary. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And plus, you have to bartend tomorrow night at uh, the Ocean Drive. So, uh, and and that's with the uh, the Eagles Autism Foundation. There's an event going on, right? That's right. Uh, yeah, we partnered with the Ocean Drive, um, one of my favorite bars of all time. Um, and uh, you know, I've been coming here for since about 2013, and um, become pretty good friends with some of the guys there. And uh, we're down here, um, so we figure, you know, why not do something for a good cause? So, yeah, tomorrow from 4 to 8 p.m., uh, I'll be guest bartending. Uh, portions of the sales and tips and everything are going to go to EAF, um, and uh, there'll be auction, raffle. Um, I think there'll be some, like, Eagles Beach gear and stuff like that if you if you need something for your, your vacation. Um so yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. Nice. Um, I'm probably going to do some more video chugs. I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. But... So you'll get to witness them in person and 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 do a good thing. <laughs> I have to say, Jason, as of late, we have a. a... Uh, a gentleman who listens to the show is very closely shown his daughter Emma. Uh, his name is Michael, and um, she, uh, you know, she's on the. She the, has autism. Yeah, yep. and so, so the 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 advances that have been made with this, and and Michael is always posting videos. Um, you know, about um, the different things that they're finding that can serve as treatment and just get uh, people to open up is amazing. So now more than ever, it seems like they are really on, um, you know, on a streak here. So obviously funding stuff like this is of paramount importance. Absolutely, yeah. And it, the Eagles Autism uh, Challenge initially was just to raise awareness. But like you're saying, they're, they're finding out more and more things uh, to actually um, – you know, help people out that are on the spectrum uh, through medications or through, uh, um, you know, you know different methodologies, yeah, therapies. Yeah. Um, and uh, now their, their, their big thing is they're pushing, uh, you know, putting that towards action and actually yeah. uh, trying to, you know, find ways to help people out. 
Jason, with a uh, so, you know, it's awesome. Oh, with all due respect to, uh, to the union who are playing really well lately, it's been a rough month plus uh, for Philadelphia sports fans. And uh, I'm I'm, sure. I'm I'm curious, you know, the Phillies are not doing so hot lately. The bullpen's been terrible. Sixers bowed out way too early. I'm, I'm curious as to what your perspective is regarding sports in this town when you're not playing. Do you check out? Do you pay attention to the other sports? What's your What's your approach? Um, well, I mean, anytime one of the teams in the playoffs with the Sixers, um, you're you're tuned in. I mean. I love watching playoff basketball. Um, you know, obviously not in a pretty poor series against Atlanta. They should have had that one. Could have had it in uh, games four and five there. But, um, you know, I, I think in Philadelphia it's kind of hard not to be glued into the sports scene. Uh, you know, the, the media is all over at the fans. I mean, that's one of the reasons it's so great to play in the city is that, you know, the sports are so relevant uh, across the board. And, um so it's a lot of fun, yeah. and then all of a sudden I get to be just like every other know-it-all and fan and, <laughs> and, be, and, and be a part of uh, that banter. Usually I'm on the receiving end of it. Yeah. yeah. This time I get, now, now I know, you know about Ben Simmons and, and all these guys. Exactly. So, uh, Jason, when, you, yeah. when you're playing, when you're in the, in the throes of everything, are you able to tune out the media, or, or, or are you pretty dialed in? Yeah, I mean – I wouldn't say, you know, it, first of all, today's age, nobody's tuning out the media altogether. I mean, even if you delete your social media, you try and get away from it as much as possible, um, you know, you're, you're still going to hear it. You're going to hear it from your family. You're going to hear it from friends. You're going to hear it from teammates. Right. Um, so uh, you really you just have to be a, a competent enough person and, and know that um, uh, and really find, okay, uh, find a way to handle it and find a way to make it so that it's not affecting you negatively. Yeah, because uh, I've actually seen I've seen guys take it and make it positive before. You know, I've, I think personally, I, I went through a year 2016 where I struggled mightily and I was, you know, rightfully so hearing it from the fans and everybody. Um, so, you know, now don't get me wrong. I, I checked my Twitter probably uh, a little less that year. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah um, you, well, you, that's smart. But <laughs> but 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 but, it, you know, in, in this city, um, you know, you're, you're going to have to be accountable for, for what you do. Um, and the you know, fans obviously aren't always right, but for the most part, uh, you know, they're getting the grand scheme of things. And uh, if they're on your case, you know, there's there's a good reason for it. And usually, uh, and you know, don't take it personally. You know, just just try and get better. Just try and improve. Yeah, I, I mean, that's... that's what I try and tell guys. I think that too many guys take things so personal from the media, so personal from fans. And it's like, you know, all these guys want us the same thing all of us want us to win. And, um, you know, just, you know, just gotta try and keep getting better. Yeah, when you when you frame it as just and... as being part of the job, that's part of the job. That's it's part of the deal. But the funny thing is, and it's an interesting phenomenon. You mentioned it earlier when you were talking about. Okay, you tune out, but there's always like that that cousin or that fa- you know somebody or the neighbor goes, oh, dude, they they said this about you. Well, thanks for bringing that to me. <laughs> I didn't need to know this. <laughs> somebody you know who likes you is in your family or or your sphere. It's important that I let you know how the outside world thinks you suck this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, no. You're you're hearing that for sure. Um, and uh, you know, even you know, players are going to rib each other, no doubt about it. Um, but you know. Like I said, I think you know the guys that handled the best, especially this day and age. You got to be able to handle it, yeah. no matter who you are. Mm-hmm. And um, and you're finding out, you know, just some guys for some reason mentally struggle uh, with that. And yeah. um, 
and it, it really you got to be confident. You got to be a really self-confident individual uh, to to be able to take it and mature guy to understand what's going on and and uh, and, and to stay on top of your game. And because uh, the reality is, you know, you start getting better. You know, everybody, it's, it's going to go away. All you got to do is start playing well. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you cannot allow those people to affect your one and only job, which is to play the best that you absolutely can, and, and if you can compartmentalize, I would imagine, I, you know, I used to be a professional athlete. <laughs> uh, but yeah. If you can compartmentalize and say, what you say doesn't affect how I play my game, then I think you win right there, you know, and then all you have to do is play great, you know. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that a lot of guys, I do think some of the guys that struggle with it the most are guys that have really been good their entire careers. And then right. all of a sudden, um, you know, they, they get put into this situation where they, they're in a rut and um, it's for the first time in their lives they're struggling and they haven't developed all of these characteristics of trying to overcome things. You right. Know? Uh, and, um, you know, for me, I was told I wasn't good enough my whole life. And I feel like that almost <laughs> prepared me yeah. for, uh, you know, People telling me that I was having a bad game or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for some of these first round picks, and some of these guys that are so highly athletic and so really, really good. Uh, my brother being one of those, I think that some of those guys struggle early on uh, to 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 learn those coping mechanisms and uh, things like that. Good point. Yeah, so, it's going to be great. Your brother's coming to town this year, uh, like week four or five or something along those lines. I'm, uh, you know, definitely going to that game. Uh, Jason, you're entering your 11th season. As a Philadelphia Eagle, uh, every it seems like at the end of every season they're talking about uh, you retiring. Uh, I don't ever want that to happen. Uh, and I just saw in the back of the Daily News a couple of days ago that in 2023 they're bringing back or potentially bringing back the Kelly Green uniforms. Can you at least stay on until the Kelly Green comes back? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> I was- it, is, it has been a big, um, uh, you know, goal of mine to eventually wear the Kelly Green jerseys, and it's just never worked out to this point. Unfortunately, I've always wanted to have one uh, and then wear one out there. Um, but if, if I'm playing in 2023, uh, they might have to already invented robotic knees. <laughs> I don't yeah. know that. I'm, we'll see. Yeah, I'm just going to try and do this one, but that is a good incentive for sure. Hey, just going back to Ben Simmons real quick. He's only 24 years old, and and if there's anything that gives me hope is that I think that he, the kid can still mature. It, you know, looking back on your career or even younger players among the Eagles, and I know obviously it's a different sport with the NBA, but do, do you, any advice to a guy who's going through it mentally and having a tough time like Simmons had, especially in the playoffs? Man, that's tough. I'm by no means a therapist or a uh, uh, someone who's good at evaluating. Uh, you know, mental strategies and whatnot. Um, but, um, you know, I've definitely seen guys, you know, I think, um, you know, Jordan Malata was so young when he got to the NFL um, and had never played football in his life. And he wasn't on the receiving end of, and he hadn't even played yet. So nobody really had any reason to, to bash him. But uh, to see a really young guy like that mature, you know, Nate Herbig, a lot of guys ended up getting playing time for us last year. And to, you know, see them through, in the course of their careers, um, just mature as individuals, and really, uh, um, you know, that confidence starts to come out, and and that, and that self um, confidence starts to show. And um, you know, they don't take everything as personally; they're 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 out there having fun. And right. I think that um, you know they're more com- comfortable. And um, you know, for for Ben, it's tough. You know, I mean, he's been this has been something that's been ongoing 
with the city and the and the foul shooting and all of these things for a number of years. Um, but sometimes, you know, I, I still think you can come overcome. And I mean, the guy's an unbelievable athlete. It, it, it's really kind of crazy um, that he can't shoot free throws. I don't think I've ever seen a guy that athletic and a guy that gifted uh, struggle with that aspect of the game. That's usually like seven footers who, yeah. you know, their hand, their hands are too big for the ball. Right. Um, but I think, you know, but Dude, then I would definitely stop checking Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you and, go. And, and don't Dane Kendall Jenner but, again. Yeah. But, but also understand that, um, that it's, this can be fixed. Yeah. This can absolutely be fixed. Maybe right. you're ne- you're never going to be Steph Curry. Maybe okay, yeah. but that's fine. You don't need to be Steph Curry. Okay, you have some unbelievable attributes that lend themselves to the game of basketball. And if you can work on just a couple of these weaknesses, so that teams can't exploit them the way they do, uh, you're going to continue to be uh, a uh, an all star. You're going to continue. To, you're going to be a better player than you ever been. And hopefully, somebody in that building is telling him this. Because I firmly believe that during times like this, um, you know, having somebody that believes in you is crucial. For me, I had Jeff Stalin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I was struggling, um, you know, he was a guy that no matter what, he was in, in, you know, infusing the fact that you can do this. You know, yeah, you're undersized. You put your hands in the right place, you're going to get the job done. Mm-hmm. All right? And um, that was something that's very empowering for a player to hear. So I, you know, I really enjoyed. Um, I know, I know the dockets are bad rap for a lot of things, but the fact that he had Ben's back all season. Now, hopefully, he's still going in there and telling him, you, you know, I'm going to continue to have it back, but you got to keep getting better, and you can get better, and I believe in you. Hopefully, that conversation's happening. Yeah. Um, I wasn't so much a fan of the, the comments after the game, uh, where he kind of reversed on that, but um, it seems like he's changed back. To have him confidence in Ben again, but well, um, if if it, nobody in the building anyway, that's, is, that's my biggest thing. If if nobody in the I, building I really, is telling him these things, we'll send him a podcast of this interview. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <clears throat> with a copy of a Smash Mouth song, yeah. so he knows he's an all star. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, listen, Jason. In the meantime, enjoy your summer off. Enjoy those two kids at the beach, and uh, we'll remind people that tomorrow at four o'clock at the OD. In Sea Isle, uh, Jason is going to be uh, bartending, and the money's going to the Eagles uh, Autism Foundation, and it's a it's a great event. It a is great, great organization, a really cool thing. So, uh, man, it is always great to talk to you. So, uh, enjoy your summer, sir, and hopefully, we'll see you sometime soon. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Rock guys. On. I really Thanks, appreciate man. Having me on. Anytime, Jason Kelsey, guys. Good man. Good man. Really good man. <laughs> Kathy brought her horn. All right, listen. It's eight twenty. What are we, we going to do? We were supposed to do the bizarre file a half hour ago. So why do we do that now? Yeah. Bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's bizarre, bizarre file. Brought to you by Horizon Services. Complete multi-point AC tune-up now for only $49. And a fall heater tune-up now for only $39. You can visit horizonservices.com today. In Iowa, a man was arrested Saturday after police say he threatened to blow up a McDonald's because the restaurant didn't include dipping sauce and chicken McNuggets. What? 42-year-old Robert Goldweitzer called the McDonald's. 
And it was around 5.20 on Saturday, and he discovered that his order was incorrect. The call in the call. supposed to dip these in? Gull Whites are allegedly threatened to blow up the restaurant and punch an employee. Well, punch first because you got to end with the big bang. And I'll punch you, right. too. Uh, police reached out to Goldweitzer at the phone number to, that the threat was called in from. Police said he admitted over the phone and later in an interview at the police department to making the threats. I he's, just really like their nuggets. He's been charged with a Class D felony, false report of explosive or, or incendiary device. If you like the nuggets so much, you could have them without sauce. Yeah. Did you think <laughs> about that, mister? He didn't. Uh, all right, here's an unpredictable love story. A woman named Sharon Tendler is in mourning after her dolphin husband named Aww. Cindy died recently. So her dolphin husband's name was Cindy? That is correct. Uh, Cindy! Tendler says that it was love at first sight when she met the 39-year-old common dolphin. Huh. Uh, the pair were married in a lavish ceremony a few months ago. May I ask what the dolphin's pronouns were? Uh, they, they didn't indicate oh. in the story. Uh, they married <laughs> after the 26-year-old made many expensive trips to Israel to visit the dolphin over 15 years. Did uh, Cindy have a stuttering problem, Casey? Tendler uh, previously said of her marriage... It's not a bad thing. No. It's just something that we did because I love him, yeah. but not in the way that you love a man. It's just a pure love that I have for this animal. Built on sex. Uh, she said that she will not look for love again as Aww. she as, quote, a one dolphin woman. Oh, my God. That's beautiful. Isn't that sweet? And I'm sure everyone at the asylum will think it's beautiful. All right. And then, well, because we went so late, mm-hmm. I'm going to do a, a short one here. And this is a follow-up story. Uh, despite offers from sanctuaries to provide a home for some of the 39 remaining cows who briefly escaped a Pico Rivera slaughterhouse on Tuesday, all but one of the animals have been killed for meat, the company uh-huh. said. Uh, the chairman of Manning Beef, Anthony DeMaria, said, I am in the meat business. The animals were harvested. Uh, they were raised for the public to consume. Now, said. why don't you go f yourself? Uh, Forty cows got away from uh, got away Tuesday night when an employee mistakenly left the door open. The animals stampeded through the residential streets, causing some property damage. One was killed by a sheriff's deputy after <sighs> charging at a family, and one was recovered recovered two days later, about five miles away. The only way to describe this, Preston, is as utter, an utter catastrophe. Yeah. Uh, the city oh, that's ma- really sad. City manager Steve uh, Caramona said that the city had been talking to Manning Beef about possibly moving all the escaped cows to a sanctuary. Yeah. Uh, Caramona said that the city had a number of folks who reached out, other sanctuaries, and also private individuals who offered to donate to acquire these animals. Uh, but DeMaria said that only one cow would be donated. Go to hell. He added that he has donated both mother and calf numerous times to sanctuaries in the past when a pregnant animal is delivered to the facility. But, I mean, they were on their way to be slaughtered in True. the first place. So, uh, You know, that's it. That's the way it works sometimes. And that is what we have. Actually, in all the time. The Bizarre File at this point in time. We're going to take a break. Don't forget, uh, the actor who played Mike TV of Willy Walker yeah. in the Chocolate Factory is going to be on the show. His name is uh, Paris Themen. And uh, that movie is 50 years old. We're going to talk to him. We also have an announcement coming up concerning a very big uh, show, a concert in town. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. This is Jaconia Johnson of Comedy Explosion, and I book comedy shows. If you have a restaurant, a hall, or a theater, and you're interested in booking a comedy show, then call me at 484 484- Two five zero nine nine one nine, or send me an email at comedyexplosion one at gmail.com. Comedy 
and laughter is the best medicine. Comedy Explosion. Next message. Mike at Deer Enterprises, a work truck and trailer parts store just north of Doristown. We're an authorized buyer's product dealer and have thousands of the parts you need to keep your truck or trailer on the road. From tarps to lighting, hitches to hardware, and brakes to suspension. Looking for something hard to find? I have years of experience to steer you in the right direction. We're located at 6432 Durham Road in Pipersville. So stop in or Google us at VREnterprisesLLC.com. WMMR keeps us all rocking, and here at VR Enterprises, we keep you rolling. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. Uh, Tattoos Day, chance for you to win a Preston and Steve-themed tattoo, $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing on South Street. So text the word tattoo to 39333, and we'll get a winner before the morning is up. And a morning it is, a hot one at that. We're going up to 96, 97 degrees. It's going to feel like 105, and that's nothing compared to when you strap on that hog and hit the road out in the American West. Our leader here at MMR just got back from a trip while riding motorcycles throughout Utah and all those wonderful toasty areas of the West. Beyond toasty. Bill Weston is here with us this morning. Oh, my. Can I set this up to say I took my wife on this trip. First time that she had been on a a long motorcycle ride. Mm -hmm. I've done a couple of these before, and they've been just fantastic. But I wanted to share it with her, right? But Connie is... uh, she doesn't do well sitting still. Yeah. I call her a shark, right? Because right. when a shark stops swimming, it drowns, it right? Does, yeah. So she's always moving around. So she's a very <laughs> animated person. And she doesn't like the heat, right? She refuses. Oh, like, this is a perfect thing for her. Oh, my God. So what yeah. compelled her to do this? And she's a little skittish on the bike, you know? When we go to <laughs> Westchester for lunch, she says, slow down, slow down. And she so, hates Mormons. So Utah yeah. in the summer. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Oh, my gosh. So, But I was so thrilled that she was kind of said, okay. Because yeah. this group of people, she's met at a couple parties uh, mm-hmm. up in Jersey where they reside. And uh, she likes the group. So I coerced her into going. Now, this is a case where you get the motorcycle <laughs> transported to an area. Yeah. And yep. then you tour in that certain area. It's yeah. not like you left from here to Utah. Right. You save three days of travel right. getting there. So you right. can actually do the ride. And we uh, flew into Albuquerque. And then did a loop over through Arizona, up to Utah, into Colorado, and back down to Albuquerque over seven, eight days. So in any given situation, this time of year, and and that plan should have been... Phenomenal because there's there's everyone who is a, uh, uh, loves touring on a motorcycle. Mm. You know this is that's that's a perfect scenario. However, we're in the throes of what mm. is a once in a uh, what thousand year yeah, it's dome a heat of heat. Dome. Yeah. yeah, heat dome. Oh my goodness! And it and is, there are uh, record temperatures all over the place. In fact, I'm sorry to interrupt, Casey. Like Oregon, uh, Salem, Oregon hit 117. Portland, 115. These are shattering yes. records. Yeah. And places in Canada, 116. Fahrenheit. I mean, you would normally find that in like Scottsdale, Arizona, in the height of the summer. Right. You're in like British Columbia, yeah. and it's that hot. Yeah, I have driven all over southern Utah and like northern Arizona. I know how beautiful it can be, um, but I've also done that in the comfort of an air conditioned car. You know, <laughs> uh, which is way different than what you experience. So, um, okay. You, was your motorcycle air conditioned? Oh, yeah. yeah had the air yeah. conditioning button. We just turned that on. It was, like, nice and cool. All right. Well, and and an engine, a Harley engine gets really hot. You got the pipes under your feet, so it only... Yeah. Some people in our group, there was 15 bikes.
like some mm. of the guys wore jackets, like Kevlar jackets and full face helmets, right? Mm. Because that's how they ride and they right. want to be safe. So what about you? Uh, I wore you, a half helmet, right? You know, and uh, a lot top. of sunscreen. I got I got a tan on two arms and my face. That's it. Because there's no like ice covered. vest that you can wear or anything along those lines. Yeah, there are. But uh, Connie wore a gator for pussies. Yeah, <laughs> over her face. She wore what? She, Con, a gator. You know, the yeah. Yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Dip it in water. Yeah. Right. Oh, oh and you and waterboard kinda, yourself. That's a good idea. And it kind of cools you for like 12 minutes until it dries out. Right. It's so damn hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So w- w- when when did you have the first slap in the face of the excessive heat? First five days was over 100 degrees every day. Oh, right when you got there. Yep. Oh, my gosh. It was 108, I think, in uh, Winslow, Arizona. Of course, we had to go to Winslow so we could take a picture. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the picture took like an hour for everybody oh, wanted their no. individual thing, standing on the corner, Winslow, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and it's so freaking hot. There's no shade. No. There's a there's a drugstore on the corner, the other corner, that plays Take It Easy by the Eagles <laughs> on, on a loop. loop. <laughs> oh. By the way, is there a statue of Glenn Fry there? There is. Yeah, there okay. Is. Yeah. All right. That's what I'd heard. Oh, wow, man. Anyway, so is he it... casting any shadow or shade? <laughs> Would you be hiding under Glenn Fry's nutsack to get out of the sun? And then they wanted, there's a big uh, emblem of Route 66 in yeah. the middle of that intersection. So everybody wanted to do individual shots on the crest in the uh, intersection. And then they wanted to do shots of their oh. bike going. Do you know these people? Or... Yes, I do. Okay. They're, and I actually I just texted him. I said, I'm going on the Preston yeah. and Steve show. <laughs> So they're listening. They also, uh, Igor, who is this Russian dude, there it is. Oh, my God. We spent an hour in 108 oh. degrees. So there's a picture of a large, there's a large Arizona US 66 sign painted in the intersection there right. outside of the corner of Winslow, Arizona. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So Igor was this, uh, he's our leader. He plans everything. Five years ago, I did my first trip of this sort, and yeah. you guys had me on. I did a phoner from uh, Colorado somewhere. Right, right. And he did a really cool uh, photo montage of that that's uh, posted on Facebook. I'll, I'll share it because it kind of captures my first time doing this. Yeah. But the heat was an additional challenge. But it, was, uh, it was tough. So going into Moab, right, which Moab, Utah, is very close to arches mm-hmm. and uh, canyonlands, Nick had uh, warned me that our national parks – despite the heat, are overflowing with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we tried to get into Arches at 7.30 one morning after we got up from our motel in Moab, turned away. Full. No kidding. At wow. 7.30, wow. we thought we'd beat it. When a, when a, when a, a national park is, oh, no, we're full. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it, it blows your mind. I guess a lot mm-hmm. of people, it's a 24-hour park. People go in early so they can get the sun yep. coming up yeah, and, like, sure, shining sure. through the, the and whole on top of And all they of made it, these the... plans ahead of time yeah. and didn't know the heat wave right. was going to be hitting. So and there's a year of pent-up demand. I mean, yeah. you know, all of the parks out west are, are experiencing overcrowding at this point, but I'm still surprised at 7.30 in the morning you couldn't get in. Yeah. <laughs> Did you eventually make it in or no? We went to Canyonlands, which is another national park, unbelievably beautiful, which is maybe a half hour, 40 minutes away. Did that. Came back to Arches at the hottest point of the day. Uh, that's smart. Right? Yeah. Around 1 o'clock. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like 105. It's and shade under the arch. <laughs> that's the only shade in that entire park is if you can walk up to one of the arches and there's... <laughs> it was <laughs> it was pretty damn hot. A lot of people didn't even get off their bikes. They just went back into town. So are you... So you're on these hot motorcycles. You're traveling. I mean, was there any point at which you got lightheaded? And B, how did you stay hydrated? We just drank water all the time. Yeah, yeah. Every mm. time we stopped to pee or for lunch yeah. or whatever, you just... I can't believe you even water. had to stop to pee. It was so hot. Yeah. Well, yeah, it Sweat was... It uh, 
the strangest thing is we left Moab, which was, again, 105 or whatever, and we went up to Colorado to Ure. Yeah, Ure. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful little mountain town. The other side of Telluride. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Next morning, we drove into Durango down this San Juan Skyway. Beautiful, beautiful um, road. On the return, we ran into snow. Ah, snow. It was like oh it was God. like sixty seven degrees. There was <laughs> snow on the side of the ground, and it was raining and sleeting. It was like fifty three degrees or forty seven. I don't know. It was that must really have been refreshing, cold. though. It was a fifty degree shift yeah. from the day before. <laughs> yeah, fifty degree shift. It was well. It was beautiful because it was yeah. cool. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, believe it or not, Colorado has actually had a wet spring and a cool spring, and the rest of the West has been suffering about, about all of this. Um, the, so Utah has five national parks in southern Utah. Did you get to any of the other ones besides Canyonlands and uh, Arches? Monument Valley. Yeah. Which is stayed, great. We stayed in Monument Valley. And Gorgeous. And just beautiful with these huge monoliths coming out of the desert floor. And you think, how much erosion had mm-hmm. to occur that it took everything down and left these few columns that were... Uh, that were available. So, yeah, Monument Valley was the other one that we hit. But. That's a classic. Uh, the Howard Hawks and Westerns you've seen in, in oh, West. Yeah. Stagecoach yes. or whatever. Those John Forrest Gump. So with your, uh, with, with your crew, your, your, your gang, you guys like uh, wear colors or anything? Or what's the story on that? <laughs> yeah, how do you, there, oh, are, there are motorcycle absolutely. gangs out there. Oh, my God. Oh, no, we might are, make you take your colors off if we, you're passing through. You guys like, the Wild Hogs? We are the what? Wild Hogs. <laughs> oh. uh-huh. Our last day, we're going through Santa Fe, right, on our way back down to Albuquerque. And um, we go through Santa Fe into this little quaint art, art town, right? Yeah. There's like little shops and whatever. My uncle lives whatever. there. And uh, I can't remember what the name of the little town was, and we're going to go there for lunch, right? So we're going up, we're going, like, putting through because there's a lot of traffic and people walking along the side looking at, like, you know, dream catchers and crap like that. <laughs> right, yeah. Dream and yeah. there's this one bar or tavern in town, and on the front porch is like a half a dozen Mongols. Mon- right. Yeah, right, which is kind of like the pagans here. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah. nice people. Yeah. Yeah, there was a big shooting out there a few years ago between the Mongols and the yeah. Hells Angels or whatever. Yeah, I remember that. We didn't stop for lunch. Right. No, <laughs> we, kept we kept going. Yeah, do you even wave to people like that? Oh no, they look. They they they. They, they hate you guys. Yeah, they don't. You know, they're the tough dudes with the colors and the they, vests, yeah. and they're Aww. looking to prove themselves because these are young guys, like yeah. maybe new recruits. Yeah. So we said, you know what? We'll just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to beat up a program director. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So did Connie enjoy herself? She did. Ah, she was good a question. Trooper. Well, oh she she said she she pledged the Mongols, and she said <laughs> she was like, yeah, "I'm yeah. out of here." Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's she, what we said. Connie probably yeah. left you halfway through. <laughs> she's on the back of some guy's motorcycle now. She was great. There was only one time we were going into uh, Pagosa Pagosa Springs, and there's a place called Wolf Creek Pass. It's like ten miles long, and it's got a seven uh, percent Degrade grade on it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. it feels like you're going down a roller coaster. It's so steep. But it's a four-lane highway, so that the turns are nice and sweeping and get some nice speed right. going on, and you're leaning in pretty tight. And that's when she starts squeezing me with her, <laughs> her legs down. like I'm a horse, right? Like, yeah. slow down. Yeah, she says, yeah. I'm at my last nerve. And she yelled at me. <laughs> I, took, I took, Rochelle and I went on a um, snowmobile uh, excursion in Whistler, Canada, and so I'm driving. She's riding it back, <laughs> and every now and then I would feel whap on my helmet. She would <laughs> smack it. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> like, oh. I'm just keeping up with the people in front of me. Yeah, here, you don't yeah. want to like lose them, yeah. right? You gotta, yeah. for, for, oh, Bill, what's sake. what's the bike you're driving? 
I rented a uh, Ultra Classic. Which okay, because in, in this picture, is that what you're driving? Yeah, that's. Uh, I rented it from. Eagle doesn't look Rider. as cool as your bike at all. No, I love my uh, yep. Deluxe, but it does not have a robust suspension. Okay. Or the back seat, which was I'm trying to make sure that Connie was okay with it, has a yeah. little bit of an armrest, a higher backrest, and, and more okay. of a cushion. Did she ride. like your shirt that said, uh, "If you can read this, the bitch fell off"? <laughs> <laughs> They sell shirts in Harley shops that says, I'm the bitch. I'm the right? bitch. So you like that better. That's good. A few years ago, I, I drove across the country, and uh, I've told this story before in the air, but it, the guy that I drove with, he bought this book of um, uh, where the old Route 66 was. And so you can pick it up uh, really at any point west of the Mississippi and drive where Route 66 used to be. And it looks like you hit a lot of the points. It's a really great way to see America. Because if you're on the highway, I mean, they, they sort of touch on it in the movie Cars. If you're on the highway, you miss so many towns. You miss so many little small right. small parts of the of the country. But the way that you did it is a cool way to see this country. Igor has a program that I think has every twisty, turny road uh, in the country. It's amazing. It's fun to ride. Igor. Igor. <laughs> I would like you to come with me on my motorcycle excursion. First, we'll start with a little bit of grave robbing. <laughs> To Nick's point, uh, we went on Route 66 through a, a dumpy little town called Holbrook, Arizona. And they have something there called the Wigwam Motel. <laughs> I told my wife about this. We're staying in a wigwam? But there's the concrete wigwams that I guess was part Long of a roadside attraction. Yeah. And in front of like the 12 wigwams they have there, there's an old car. And they say that it was partly uh, the people from Pixar went there uh, prior to shooting or prior to uh, production to be inspired. You can see the, all these old cars that are parked in front of um, oh, cool. these wigwams. Was this used in, in uh, the recent vacation movie? Maybe. Yeah. I think there's only a couple of them left in okay. America, but it was. Uh, there's nothing else in Holbrook hmm. besides the wigwam motel. <laughs> so. It's interesting. You, you, you talked about the twisty, windy road. So my, one of my idols is uh, Neil Peart uh, from, uh, from Rush, and he was a touring motorcyclist. That was his hobby. That's what he would do. In fact, when they would go on tour after the show he'd get on his bike and he'd go to the next town they yeah. would take the bus or the plane or whatever and he would take a bike so i've read several of his books that are all travel logs and yes the main thing for him was planning out a route that had twisty windy yeah. roads that would just meander here and there that's the way to do it this way to connect this one to that one to this one to these to end up at my destination and to make a an excursion out of not just get the miles under your wheels but to see things and to experience uh, just all kinds of different stuff, different kinds of Americana along the because way. Because that's the deal. If yeah. you stay on the main roads, you're going to miss it. You were, as yep. Nick was saying, you, you'll miss the bulk of, of what you really want to see. So it does behoove you to get off those main thoroughfares and, and do the side roads. There yeah. is Especially a road, when it's 110. There's a road out of Moab. It's 128, and it goes up north to an interstate to get over to Colorado. But that, that road just... Follows this uh, river as these, you know, huge bluffs or cliffs yeah. off to the sides of you, and you're just kind of weaving in. You get into a, a motion and a rhythm. It's uh, it's quite did, liberating. Did anybody's bike kick out? Because oh, of the heat? oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I forgot. Ugh, we're going into. We're going into. I don't know one city, and uh, yeah. it might be the second or the third day. <laughs> And we're all in a line. There's 15 yeah. bikes, right? And you're all you're in your yeah. your staggered uh, motion, and all of a sudden, 
Bill Justin Kirsten, our program director, just dropped the huge S bomb. What? With passion and conviction. Guys, don't worry. Bill's on the button. (laughs) I don't think Chuck's here yet. I hit it. Don't worry about it. Oh, no. It was so. No remorse? (laughs) (laughs) You're just moving on with your story. It was such a traumatic experience. experience That you had to curse on air. Because you're in the middle of nowhere and you thought, like, what happens if my bike right. uh, conks out, breaks down? Because you're two days away from the place that you rented it or to get uh, there's AAA. I Where can, are they going to come I out? I can break your boy. Yeah. A, a bike mechanic? Right, yeah. <sighs> okay, so we're going down this road, this road and my bike stops working. I'm like, I'm looking, <laughs> the lights are on, and it's like, <laughs> I pull over to the side of the road. All other 14 bikes, they pull off to the side of the road, and it's like... A couple of the guys come up to the bike, what's going on? I said, I don't know, it just stopped. It, it just stopped working and kicked yeah. out. And one of the guys leans over and goes, check this kill switch. And I'm like, what? On a motorcycle, the, the throttle is on the right hand of the handlebar. Yeah. And right next to that is a switch. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That is called a kill switch, and it turns <laughs> off your engine. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow, when I was shifting off the throttle, pulling in the clutch, I must have hit the kill switch. So, That's uh, funny. So you're the gang leader, obviously. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> like, wow. yeah, yeah, Peter Fonda. I can't get this thing started. Oh, it was so embarrassing. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, nothing. You won't lose but, your cred quicker than that. But the heat didn't uh, didn't beat you up too too bad. We're tired at the end of the day. But yeah. you know what? It's like they call it a dry heat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 108 is a dry yeah, heat. Yeah. Still hot as balls. <laughs> now, besides the the wigwam place, the teepee joint, uh, did you stay at nicer places for Connie? Maybe there was nicer uh, hotel. Five star teepee. In Monument Valley, we stayed at a place called The View, which is actually in the national park. It's run by the Navajos or something. Yeah, it was a really. You looked out your window, and there's there's Monument Valley with these huge. It was it's like, amazing un, and unbelievably quiet because mm. it's away from all the roads or whatever. It was it was beautiful. It's, it's something that people should really explore, it, it, even if you think it may not be your thing to get out and see that. Mm. It will. Um, it's well worth it. Yeah, you know? but uh, yeah, it was hot. And but you just dealt with it and uh, enjoyed so, the other things about it. Th- is this the hotel? Yeah. Okay. So exactly. that was actually used in a movie called Quantum of Solace. Oh, really? James Bond movie. This has got to be the same place. It has to be. Yeah. Damn. What are we looking at? I'm sorry. The hotel at the top, Preston, is yeah. where where. So that's the the the, the better oh, place. Wow. So that's if you if, uh, if you if you check, I believe that was used in Quantum of Solace. Yeah, the was, James uh, Bond movie. Yeah, it was nice. on the on Monument Valley. It was great. It was terrific. Well. You lived. Connie's not divorcing you. That, oh, uh, she are, wants me to get a bigger bike. These are beautiful <laughs> things. Excellent. Did she ride at all? Was she ever in charge? Was no. she the captain? No, no, just you the whole time? Okay. Yeah. yeah. It was great. Thanks. By I, the way, this uh, text said that that was C-minus radio. Oh! I'm sorry. Oh. Damn. Take it from me. I enjoyed it. Somebody else. I give it an A. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Bill West and Man About Town. Back from his trip out west in searing heat, man. I mean, they're experiencing unbelievable temperatures right now. Record-breaking temperatures is heat dome. We're getting just a little taste of the hot stuff. 97 degrees is going to feel like 105. Uh, So just heads up on that. That's today and tomorrow. And then we should see a little bit of relief after that. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Ted Tuesday. Don't forget that. We also have the guy who played Mike TV from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. It's the 50th anniversary of that movie. His name is Paris Thamini. He's going to be joining us. We also have an announcement. You know, we'll get to that when we come back. Yeah! Uh, Some very cool information I think you'll dig. We'll be right back. 
contest, secret contest. Oh, that's right. Podcast contests are back. But we're going to do it a little differently now. Go to WMMR.com and type the word secret into the search bar. You'll see Preston and Steve's secret contest pop up. Click that, and that's where you can enter to win this week's secret contest prize. Passes to the virtual advanced screening of Amazon Studios' new action sci-fi film, The Tomorrow War, starring Chris Pratt. It's a virtual screening, but it's this Thursday, July 1st. So if you want to enter, you got to do it right now. Go to WMMR.com, keyword secret, to get yourself in the running. Good luck, podcasters, and thanks for listening. Contest. Secret contest. Uh, don't forget, our friends from Wawa stop by, and you can get yourself a free hoagie on Wawa Hoagie Day beginning at noon on Independence Mall. That is Thursday, and it will be hosted by me and Casey. Uh, the event features Hoagies for Heroes contest, which is a lot of fun. It's a, it's a basically a big food fight. It ends up being a food fight, yep. And a performance by the Ambassadors Jazz Tet and free admission to the National Constitution Center as well. And it's all part of the Wawa Welcome America celebration. So that is Thursday at noon. All right. I would like to announce this information. We're excited for this special offer that is going to be taking place now through July 4th. From what I understand, that will happen. And I'll tell you what we're calling it. We'll do the big fanfare and I'll explain what it means. It is the MM Barbecue 2021. Four for the fourth. Yeah. 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 All right. What the hell does that mean? It means you can get four lawn tickets for $80. Uh, That is available only through July 4th at 10 p.m. while the supplies last. That's excellent. It's a great deal. Four tickets for $80. (laughs) That's awesome. So uh, it starts now, goes through July 4th at 10 p.m. while the supplies last. So don't miss your opportunity. If you've been teetering on it a little bit, here's your chance to grab a pack. You can even get it. You can grab them without finding the other three people. Get the get the deal. Yeah. And then track down your friends who you want to take. And uh, you guys will have a great time because not only The Offspring, but Jane's Addiction, Cheap Trick, uh, Dirty Honey, Mammoth, you know, Wolfgang Van Halen's band, uh, Dorothy, Aaron Jones, uh, Jackson's Local Shots artist, uh, Foxtrot and the Get Down. So... Uh, the show, by the way, September 25th at the BB&T Pavilion. So, Unless we forget, we're all going to be there. Of course we're Everybody, all yes. Yeah. Hanging yeah. out, saying hi. So we have that, and then we have one other thing. Uh, this is a wonderful sign of things returning to normalcy. However, I do want to note, before I give anything away with this, this event is hosted by Disney, and masks are required per their stipulation. All guests attending, regardless of vaccination status. But I don't think you'll care, because it's a screening of the new Black Widow movie. It's next Wednesday. Next Wednesday at 7 p.m. at the UA King of Prussia. We have been waiting for this movie. We've waited for this collective viewing of any Marvel franchise yes. episode. And this is, by the way, the advanced word on this. I was reading it to you, Preston. Yep. Solid. Super solid. Excellent. So uh, we're going to be able to uh, give away 70 pairs of passes. Uh, and so the, the theater's not going to be completely full. No. So we get a little leg, you know, a little room. Mm-hmm. It's going to be nice. not going to be crammed in on top of everybody. But keep a mask in my Masks are required. All guests, regardless of vaccination status, you won't be allowed in if you don't bring a mask. Pretty simple to do, okay? So let's take, we'll start off small, but we're, we got a week to give these away. 
Uh, so we'll take five callers right now, 215-263-WMMR. You will be going to the movie. I know I'm going to be there, man. Oh, you bet your ass. So let's get you on board and set you up with these uh, movie passes. So give us a call right about now. Uh, we have a guest. we got a few minutes to play with, right? Yeah. Uh, you know what? I should probably go through some stories and clean out the junk drawer. I know it's only oh. Tuesday, oh, but yeah, listen, I have a variety of up. things that we can unload here. And some timely ones, too. I don't want these to get too old. So uh, let's dig in, see if we can find. This is a really nice story. 60 years ago, a diehard New York Yankees fan, a woman named Gwen Goldman, asked the team if she could serve as the team's Batgirl for a night. Wow. Uh, she uh, she got the go-ahead and got her wish finally on Monday. Uh, she was initially told no because she was a girl. Uh, but a beaming 70-year-old Goldman donned a Yankees pinstripes uh, uniform for Monday's game against the L.A. Angels. Uh, in addition to serving as Batgirl, she also had the honor of throwing out the first pitch. And that How call, was her first pitch? Did anyone see it? Was it good? I didn't see the the, the throw, but she's in great shape. Yeah. Uh, she's, uh, you can tell she's an athletic woman herself. Uh, Goldman made her request at, of her favorite team in a 1961 letter. She was 10 years old. Uh, then general manager Roy Hamey took the time to respond to her request, and he didn't he didn't give her the answer that she hoped for. He wrote, uh, "Dear Gwen, many thanks for your nice letter, which was received in this morning's mail. While we agree with you that girls are certainly as capable as boys, and no doubt would be an attractive addition on the playing field, I'm sure you can understand that in a game dominated by men, a young lady such as yourself would feel out of place in a dugout." Yeah. And that was the end of that. And uh, six decades later, uh, she got to do it. I thought that was That's awesome. Great. And then I heard she was selling some of the players' performance-enhancing drugs. Oh, okay. Well, which is awesome. It's her side gig. Yeah. By the way, wouldn't it be great if the people who threw out the first pitch actually got to throw out really... In the game. The first yeah. pitch of the <laughs> yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Imagine how that would. Uh, so you, you give every team like a uh, at least one home run, right? You know, because <laughs> well, either that or they get a they yeah. get a, uh, a ball because right. yeah, yeah. most people hit it in the dirt or throw in the dirt <laughs> or over. Uh, but I thought that was really nice. I that mean, is all nice. The, all this time later, and I wonder if what I don't know was how this came about. Did someone campaign for her and get it to them? I don't know. Uh, how do they mm, remember these things? You know, somebody put this on file and someday we'll get to it. Uh, but whatever it is, she finally got to, uh, uh, to kind of live So out dreams her, really do come true. Which is unless really cool. they don't. I thought that was pretty Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. What else we got in? A four-month-old baby named Zane Kahin has been named the newest Gerber spokesbaby. Oh, they were, oh. So uh, how long have they run with the prior uh, spokesbaby? I want to say, okay, it says two, 2010 they started doing it. Right. Yeah, right. so. um, it's an how- honor to be your spokesbaby. <laughs> and it was, you know, when I found out about it, I was shocked. <laughs> I was uh, there, I had a pacifier in my mouth, I nearly choked on it. <laughs> but it's, it is really, I'm serious, it's a great honor. Uh, so <laughs> Zane and his parents, Aaron and Michael, were told the exciting news uh, this, I just pooped. this Monday. <laughs> this Monday. Uh, Zane During was, the press conference, he makes the baby face press. And it says, you know, <laughs> uh, Zane was picked to be the new Gerber baby out of more than 90,000 oh photo submissions. As you can imagine, almost every 
parent to a new baby would have to have sent it in because everybody and everyone thinks their baby is adorable. There is a funny website where they they have what they call Benjamin Button babies that are babies that look like old men. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, those yeah, are yeah. they're adorable as well. Yeah. You know, uh, the uh, Zayn will also serve as the company's first ever chief growing officer uh. and receive a twenty five thousand dollars cash prize and free Gerber products for up to a year. I'm growing right now. That's a pretty sweet deal. Mm. I like that name, by the way, Zane. That's a great It name. is a good name. Yeah. Uh, Gerber first launched photo search in 2010, as I had set for parents to see their little ones in Gerber's iconic baby logo. Wasn't Jodie Foster the copper tone, the little girl? She was. Oh, okay. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Huh. Now, we weren't ever uh, Gerber babies, but my parents did have, and it was my first dog. Uh, we had an Irish setter. He was a model. <laughs> They would uh, really, yeah. He would go out for like photo shoots and stuff like uh, that. For what, like what clone? Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not really sure. I'm dog maybe food? dog food, milk bones, things yeah, along not, those not lines. Cologne, yeah. yeah, yeah. Did your parents make some money off of it? Yeah, a little bit. Not, yeah. you know, probably for just, the Rolex that he did. Probably just enough money to pay for all the um, furniture that he ruined. Yeah, my, he would chew up tables. He would, you know, Sometimes my dad tried to make an insurance claim because. They had left one night and came back, and, like, everything had been ruined. We once wrote a letter to Morris the Cat uh, from, uh, was it Frisk? It wasn't Little Friskies, was it? Yeah. That was Friskies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, With a picture of our uh, orange-colored tabby and uh, sent a little fan letter to him. So my cat I don't know if we got anything back or not. Mac, which was uh, the Max Fund, which is the charity my wife runs. Uh, when he was a kitten, I sent a picture of his, uh, his into Mac Magazine at the time for Mac addicts, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. the computer. And he, he, he got in twice. So no uh, I was able to finance that. Yes. Nice. Published and everything. Morris uh, the Cat starred in the movie Seamus with Burt Reynolds and Diane Cannon. Yes. And was also in uh, the Robert Altman film The Long Goodbye with Elliot Gould. Wow. So uh, Morris branched out, and it was Nine Lives, not Friskies. Nine ah, Lives. Thank you. It. Thank you. He also did and I Broadway. His voice kind of sounded like this. <laughs> What's this? <laughs> so finicky, Ryan. Uh, the original Gerber baby, Ann Turner Cook, turned ninety-four last November. Before. Oh my God! Mm-hmm. And I'm back in diapers. So this was the, uh, the first <laughs> Gerber baby back in the day. <laughs> All right, let me see here. Back in. Uh, you guys familiar with the ship, the Queen Mary? Yes. Okay, it's moored in uh, <clears throat> Long Beach, I believe. Have you ever been on it? No, I have. Yep. It's a smaller ship. Yep. It was. It was. Well, now it appears by comparison to the super mega cruise ships, and it. But it is a. It's a cool ship. There's and stuff around there too. They're like there's a. Uh, you know, like a theme park. There's, yes. Um, uh, like beachfront property, not beachfront, but uh, oceanfront property where, like, they, they've made it a, a destination. Do you know what they play a lot upon, Preston, when you go there? They, the ship is supposedly haunted. Right. Uh, so they do okay. a lot of haunted stays and things of that nature. Uh, in its day, it was big, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. No, yeah. it, was, it, was, uh, it was considered huge. Well, the saga continues. The newest issue isn't with the ship itself, but with the submarine that is berthed next to it. Uh, the Long Beach Post reports that the Soviet sub B-247, also known as Scorpion, is in such disrepair that it runs the risk of sinking and rolling into the Queen Mary. That's not good. Uh, the 1970 Soviet sub was decommissioned in 94 after changing owners a few times. Uh, it was bought by a Palm Springs socialite for just under a million dollars and relocated to Long Beach where it was surrounded by concrete wall in the harbor. It opened as a museum in 1998. Uh, no one has been taking care of it, though. 
and it's been closed to visitors since 2015. And over the years, oh. Queen Mary uh, and Scorpion's fates have been intertwined, both with operators neglecting maintenance on them uh, and its confusing history. Uh, because in 2016, the sub's owners at the time filed a lawsuit against the operator of Queen Mary, Save the Queen LLC, and now bankrupt uh, leaseholder Urban Commons of neglecting maintenance on the sub. $10 million in damages was sought with an inspection finding rust damage and even a raccoon infestation. <laughs> oh, that's a mess. So inside of it. Here uh, next to the Marshall, it's the Bakuna, right? Isn't that the name of this? I have no idea what the name of that the, uh, submarine, submarine is. I think it is, but that's basically a floating museum and you make donations as people go through. Oh. And I think that's how it subsidizes its existence. Anybody ever been in it? I have a number of times. It's great. Yeah. I love it. But I mean, I was not built for submarines. Uh, now the city of Long Beach doesn't want to deal with it, and no one knows who's responsible for the sub. They don't know yeah. who's responsible oh, for it. Well, we can't get a fire truck, but maybe we can get a submarine. And a recent <laughs> inspection found that it's taking on water due to not having a bilge pump. If nothing is done, it could possibly sink into the harbor or roll into and damage the Queen Mary next to it. <sighs> can they put those raccoons to work? Uh, maybe. Yeah. They, they have, like, that. human-type hands. Uh, so, hopefully, that won't happen. That, that would suck! Happen. Yeah, the Bakuna, Steve. That yeah. is the name of the submarine uh, at uh, Penn's Landing. It's very cool. If you ever get a chance to get on board that, um, it's uh, it's well worth it. Or is that area, that's not considered Penn's Landing, right? Over yeah. there, by yeah. the, All of that is? Independent oh. Seaport, Penn's Landing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know if each section had a different landing. Barcelona. Uh, name to it. All right, uh, something else. Uh, let's go with this in the medical field. Uh, this is pretty interesting. A tiny inflatable implant that can be injected into the spinal column could provide long-term relief from chronic pain. This makes sense. This would be phenomenal. Imagine how many people would benefit from this. You're putting an inflatable like cushion between vertebrae, right? Not vertebrae. Um, so it works by emitting electrical charges that signal the brain to stop perceiving the pain. Wow. So it's not separating, you know, like pinched nerves and things like that. It's actually shutting this message that's that's uh, cutting off the pain. That's amazing. Which is essentially, I guess, kind of what medications do. They kind of... Yes, but there would be no, I mean, no, like, um, narcotic side well, effects. Well, I mean, yeah, so so exactly. This would be ideal. This yes. is getting more right to the source as opposed to doing an all-through-your-body thing, but... Uh, the spinal cord simulation uh, to control chronic pain in the body, arms, or legs isn't new, but its effectiveness has been hampered <coughs> Excuse me, by practicality issues, as according to uh, Demiano Barone at the University of Cambridge. In order for such devices to work well, <coughs> excuse me, they um, must have up to 32 electrodes that snuggle up to the spinal cord, and that requires a relatively large implant measuring about 12 millimeters wide, which requires complex surgery under general anesthesia. It also carries risks like spinal cord damage and involves removal of part of the spinal column, factors that might outweigh the benefits of such an implant. So now, Barone and his colleagues have developed an inflatable device that would only necessitate minimal surgery under local anesthesia, and it's made of ultra-thin plastic and pure gold sheets. Wow. Rolling up to a thickness of less than 2 millimeters. So the other one was 12 millimeters. It's only 2 millimeters. It's so small it can actually fit inside a moderately-sized needle. And it is designed to be injected into the epidural space, which is a region around the, region around the spinal cord. It's targeted by anesthesiologists mm. 
for people in labor. So the epidural that they do Doesn't that blow your is mind? similar to that. So, like, I had here at Penn, they do, they're one of maybe two or three hospitals in the country that do this. Uh, it's called poem surgery. It's for um, the achalasia, the esophagus procedure that I needed done. Um, the standard procedure, Preston, at a lot of hospitals requires going in uh, through the abdomen, and it's a very five weeks recuperation and so on and so forth. Now they have it down to the literal science where they have a camera-guided um, uh, scalpel that they put down your throat and can guide it to the point and yeah. operate it and do all that. It's just amazing how small and intricate this stuff is. So this is how this would work. It would be injected into the epidural space, and then they would unroll and fill out uh, when pumped up. Uh, with a few millimeters of air, like a little camping mattress. Uh, and it can be powered by an implanted battery and charged via induction, like wireless uh, charging of a smartphone. Uh, the researchers tested their device using a water balloon to serve as an artificial epidural space, and then Barone, a neurosurgeon, uh, practiced injecting the device through a needle into the lower back of six human cadavers. Uh, it was easy to implant, rolled out fully, fitting itself over the spinal cord. Uh, the team estimates that the risks... Uh, would be similar to those associated with epidural pain, uh, pain relief for people in labor. Approximately the, a 1 in 100,000 risk of complications like a blood clot. Did the cadavers mention feeling any pain? Yeah, they couldn't. They didn't feel yeah, anything. That's great. Yeah, that's great. That's very promising. Uh, I can't even begin to imagine and don't want to uh, chronic pain. Uh, how, you know, I no. often listen, no. and, and I'm, not, I'm not endorsing this or anything yeah. like that, but when I hear people who want, like, assisted suicide and so yeah, forth yeah. from... From chronic pain, pain that will that never goes away, will right. never go away. I don't know how people can deal with I it. I do not know it. And I, so, if this is, if they can create something like this, yes, man, would that be amazing? It'd be phenomenal. Literally life changing and life saving. Pain management is such a major part of of medicine, and and hopefully, where a lot of innovation will eventually take place. Yeah, and non uh, narcotic based. Yeah. Would be huge, man. So uh, let's hope that that thing ends up becoming a reality. I think we're just the show to do it. I mean, we've tinkered around that we with do it. it? Yeah. Okay. I'm with you, man. Let's go for let's it. Let's get some cadavers and see what we can do, since we can't steam our vaginas, apparently. <laughs> yeah, we got to find out she about that. She didn't email that. me back yet. Oh, it probably didn't go through. Oh, got to call her, remember? Stupid. Yeah, you have to call her. All right. Uh, let's see. we still got some time. Uh, the queer valedictorian of a New Jersey high school said his graduation speech was cut short by a school administrator who didn't want the student to talk about his LGBTQ identity or mental health struggles. Uh, this was featured on NBC uh, Philadelphia. Bryce Dershim shared his story and said he felt censored by the administrator's efforts to halt his speech. Usually get these every year. There's uh, a um, valedictorian who right, right. kind of delve into an area that uh, wasn't approved. There's been a couple this and year. And then they get cut off, yeah. Uh, in a video of the remarks that uh, Dershom's father uploaded to YouTube, uh, the principal dressed in black academic regalia, like a magazine stepping behind Dershom at the podium before his microphone is suddenly silenced. Uh, the principal then steps beside the podium and grabs the paper and crumpled the paper up and then pointed to the speech that he had written for me effectively, he said, and told me that I was uh, to stay say that and nothing else. Mm. I, What's interesting, though, is um, this kid's going to get more traction out of his message, yeah. way more traction out of his message this way. Especially you know since I mean? the principal yelled, stop right there. <laughs> dun, 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 I got to so know go right now. now. <laughs> uh, so 
Dersham explained that during the staff writing process, he was told that the speech was, quote, not his therapy session, and all mentions of queerness and mental health struggles were removed. I don't know exactly what it is he was going to uh, uh, to say. He had indicated, actually, yeah, he said um, uh, that he had hoped the speech would help to make people feel less alone. He said, for the longest time, I never believed that I was enough. Uh, if I heard someone say these words when I was younger, it might have helped me. So that was his uh, aim in getting the message out there to uh, the best, most the inspiring speech I ever heard was uh, Kathy Romano's speech at Westchester. Thank yeah, you it was amazing. Yeah. Shh, it was amazing. Yeah, the fact that they didn't have 50 cent beers at Jake's anymore. <laughs> hey, I got a lot of positive feedback. Yeah. You I'm can serious. joke about that, but you touched um, on it. You, yeah, it actually, our former uh, general manager, uh, John Fulham, helped me with uh, ideas and how to uh, how to present them to a group of graduates. Oh, that's oh really? Cool. That's so yeah. cool. He's great. Did you great have to have your pre uh, your speech pre approved? Oh yeah, I had to have it pre approved. I had to send it over. Um, they they had somebody proofread it for me and yeah. edit it. Not. Um, you know, not changing my thoughts or what I was saying, but just, just to take out curses. No, but just to to proofread it a bit, and then um, yeah, I mean, it, it did have to be approved. Yeah, obviously. I wonder if that's standard protocol, like what this kid did. I mean, you know, I, I support his message for sure, but he, he did kind of go behind the school's back, and sure. you know, there yeah. is school policy that you are supposed to adhere to. So I, I understand yeah. where he's coming from. On I it. mean, the, the more important uh, discussion is when they're going through the speech. Right. And, and ahead of time and going maybe a little bit of, of room for a little bit of personal. Sure. Uh, you know, but it's their discretion. And there you go. But like I said, now. Yeah. This message is going to get out, which is uh, which is a good thing. By the way. Positive all the way around. Kathy, did you get an honorary degree yet from Westchester? No. You should be Dr. Kathy Romano. I <laughs> really should be. Yeah. <laughs> did you get to wear a special like sash around your, uh, uh, yeah, your gown? Yeah, the, the whole thing and the okay. tassel off the hat. And, yeah. Nice. Excellent. All right, that's it in the junk drawer because our guest is ready to go, and I'm excited Ooh. to talk to our next guest. I think we all are. We need our end music, though. Oh. Gonna, oh, that's okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you, yeah. You've already started the magic. You've already begun. Once you hear this song... You know where you are. This casts you away into a world of wonder. And uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I can't believe it's the 50th anniversary of that film. I remember so clearly it was one of the special times around my house when that movie would be coming on... It was like the Wizard of Oz, you know, the, the, you know the the Rudolph the Red nosed Reindeer, these special moments on television. But there's there's nothing like it, and that's why it always yep. remains one of the go tos for just about everybody. We're lucky to have one of the uh, cast members from the film yes. on right now, and he played Mike TV. Uh, please welcome Mike, or no, not Mike. I just know See, it is Mike. It. Yeah. Paris Thimmon to the yeah. show. Yeah. Paris, I'm sorry I called you Mike. That's okay. You're uh, you're not the first, and uh, you probably won't be the last. Uh, but before we go any further, do you love me? Do Will we... you love me forever? You were hearing. Done. You, you didn't even have to win us over, and yes. you just did, man. <laughs> any man, any man who knows the music of Meatloaf can, yes. has to oh, come on. has to be a legend. Absolutely. How does I'm it? The right age. I'm the right age for yeah. that. Paris, how yeah. does it feel with this with this 50 year anniversary? Uh, well, you know, because of what we were just talking about, it feels old. But yeah. uh, no, it's uh, you know, it feels awesome. It's uh, 
Fortunately for me, uh, there was a lot of luck involved. I just got involved in a project that, that we still care about talking about 50 years later. Do you know, it's funny because reading and doing some research on you have a very, very productive, well-rounded life. You're a, a traveler and you've, you've worked out, you know, besides acting on movies and production and so on and so forth, a whole bunch of stuff. But um, this, this point in your life, and I think, what, you were 11 when you got the Willy Wonka role? Yes. I mean, this thing has become so important to so many people. I put it on whenever I want, you know, to just be nostalgic and also feel good. And there's something about it that is so magical. Was there ever a point at which you felt enough already? Or was this always something that held a special place in your heart? No, uh, uh, you know, I guess maybe I'm patient or something, but uh, (laughs) it never really it never really had that effect on me. I guess you could say I peaked too early. Uh, you know, I, I started acting when I was six, and uh, this was five years into my acting career when I did this one. But this is clearly the thing that everyone is always going to uh, know me for, and I think the idea is just to lean into that. Well, you, know? you, you, and it's fascinating reading about you. So you, you, as you said, you'd done like uh, you've been working in commercials and TV. You also done Broadway. You were in uh, Mame, I believe, with Ann Miller. Oh, correct. Wow. I was. Yeah, I don't know how many of your listeners remember Ann Miller. I but do. Going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So which is which is very cool. But then at a certain point, I guess you were given some advice, or or that uh, somebody, some sort of mentor in your life, said it would be wise to walk away a little bit and live life a bit and you you did that that's true um i actually did that a couple times i did it when i was about 14 or 15 just to sort of be a kid or a teenager and then i did it after college also uh and at that point i pivoted into travel um i started a travel service where we sent people uh backpackers to europe uh one way uh standby on charter flights for 150 bucks and i had the craziest uh where are you guys what what, what city am i talking to philadelphia philadelphia okay yeah. so up the way there in new york city out at jfk i had groups of people that wanted to get on these flights to various cities in europe it was crazy there'd be like 50 of them and this guy wants to go to london but he's willing to go to paris and this guy will go anywhere in europe and this guy's athens only and i would you know bring the, connect the people with the charter operators and we'd put them on flights and as a result I knew all of the tour operators uh, out at JFK. So if I wanted to go to Europe or wherever, uh, I could just say, hey, it's me. You remember me? And I'd just get on a flight. So I started traveling like crazy. Wow. By the time I was 30, I'd been to 30 countries. Um, Now I'm 62 as of, uh, well, actually, as of the day before yesterday. So, uh, yeah, I'm 62. and uh, But I've been to 62 countries as of now. So there's... uh, I'm pacing myself. Uh, <laughs> uh, I had a question, uh, Paris. What you know, the, the the sets in the in the film just seemed so uh, so big, so colorful. So you know, with the way they were intended to be. Was there one in particular that stands out to you as a kid, as an actor, that was your favorite to be on? Well, I'll tell you what. I have one in my head. You tell me if you think you know what it is. I would imagine the Wonka vision. Uh, it was your big oh, scene. interesting so. choice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know it was a fairly plain set, white. but it was your big you're scene. You're a minimalist. You're yeah. a minimalist. <laughs> I, I would think, uh, I think the boat ride set was probably pretty, um, you know, yeah, uh, amazing. I think, I think you're warmer. Unless you mean in the tunnel, I mean... 
in the tunnel was fun, but to me, the standout set was the chocolate room yeah. that the yeah. first yeah. goes through. It's yeah. Just just amazing. And the the, the the production and everything on that, um so astonishing. Working with Gene Wilder, the you know, a a guy just a, a nuclear energy level and talent level. As a kid, were you able to um appreciate the uh the ability that Gene Wilder had? Yeah, I mean, this is post-producers, this is pre-Blazing um, Saddles, yeah. Frankenstein, anything like that. So he hadn't really, he wasn't huge yet. Uh, so it wasn't the experience where it's like, oh, wow, I'm on set with, you know, at that time, let's say, Paul Newman or John Wayne or right. something like that. But it was, uh, uh, but his energy uh, and that energy offstage was rather sort of quiet and intense mm. rather than big and wacky um, uh, was evident, right? So I was just talking about the uh, the boat ride. We had no idea that he was going to do the read in wow. the way that he did. Really? So um, were you legitimately terrified as he was tearing through that? You know, that's the that's the question people ask. But remember, I started acting when I was six. Right. Yeah. So it was more of an effect where you're working with a partner who gave you everything you need so as to be able to go to that place rather than I myself being terrified that this actor across from me was going to leap off of his seat and, you know, attack me. Uh, it's not that kind of fear. Okay. But it's, you know, our job, our job as um actors is you go to the director and I was doing things like this, even though I was 11 and you say, um, what do we, what do we need? Am I loving this? Am I scared? Am <laughs> I, you know, what's going on? What's, what is Mike feeling? And, uh, through most of the shoot, Mike was liking everything, including the demise of the other kids. But in this scene, he said, no, you're, you know, you're, you're scared. You're uncomfortable. Cling to your mother, you know, that kind of stuff. So I know that going in and then Gene does this thing and it just made it easier for me as an actor to, to do it. Let, let me ask you, because what I love about the movie is that it, it appeals to all different ages. If you're a very young kid, it, it, it works on that level. But there is a dark sensibility to it that works as an adult. Were you um, were you tapped into the, the dark sarcasm of the script at that age or or were you, um, you know, totally uh, unaware of it? Uh I think I was tapped into it. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't profess to, uh, like, I don't think I was catching all the references. You know what I mean? If you're right. making Shakespearean references, I hadn't read the plays by then, you know, that kind of stuff. But, um, uh, uh, again, uh, I'm painting a picture of a, of a kid who was thrust into a kind of an adult society early in New York city, a very, um, you know, metropolitan place. And so, uh, I think I was I was, was going to use the word hip. I think I was hip to that aspect. <laughs> right. of it. It's okay. You it know? works. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. You know. I. Uh, I I'm sorry. I, I was just. I was um, reading also that the movie was filmed in Germany. The at least a good portion of it. Yeah, it was shot in Munich, Germany. Huh. Uh, practically everything. I mean, there's a shot outside the White House, which was a location shot, but uh, maybe a couple other things. But it was filmed in and around Munich, Germany, both the interiors and the exteriors. Would that have been your first country that you had visited since you visited 62 of them? Exactly. Yes, nice. it was. Nice. That's, that's really that's right. cool. That was number one. And uh, uh, I hadn't even been to Mexico, I don't think, at that point. Um yeah, because that was before the Rothschilds. I came back after the movie, and I was in another Broadway show called The Rothschilds with Hal Linden. He won the Tony for that, and um, 
you know, we went around the country. I think I might have nipped down into Tijuana uh, for that. So maybe that would have been country number two. Oh, uh, Helen is a sweetheart. We've had him by here before. I love that guy. Oh, yeah. Another super talented guy. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Paris, I wanted to point this out. Steve, my co-host here, has noticed this, and it's probably going to mean nothing to you. But when you were in a character at 11 years old as Mike TV, you sounded almost, uh, your, your speech pattern sounded almost identical to Miley Cyrus now as an adult. Huh. Wow, I haven't heard that one. Uh, that's a good one. Do um, we have this? Hang yeah, on. All right, all right, so give a listen. Oh, I'm going to play this oh, audio. God, we, okay. We have back I'm to excited. back. Yeah, let's, I'm excited. Let's see. I don't oh, know if you'll be able it. to hear this audio, but let's And they go whizzing through sure. the air down to your TV set where they're all put together again in the right order. Ever since he's gotten here, he's just been obnoxious. Can't you shut up? I'm busy. He gets everything he wants just because he's famous. Do you hear it? I do not. You must oh. not have oh. a because yeah, it's, uh, it's perfect. Everybody has to listen to it again. Sorry. Yeah, I, that's I can't right. react because well, I didn't hear it. Trust us, it's a bona fide fact that the world will agree. <laughs> but uh, it's, I want to hear. We started invoking Mike TV so much. We started hearing Miley Cyrus a few years back. Yeah, and, and it stuck. So uh, yes, we'll we'll have to send you maybe the file so you can hear uh, the comparison. Okay, all right, fine. Well, uh, at least I'll get to hear it, even yeah. though everybody won't get to hear me. You know what? I'm guessing it's probably true. Yeah, we'll, we're we're going to tweet it at you. So yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Get other things. People people say to me things like. Uh, Gee, I thought you were Marilyn Manson. <laughs> oh, yeah, You've gotten that as well. No, that was Paul Pfeiffer. Yeah. Uh, or Scott Baio. Scott, I thought you were Scotty Baio. Uh, yeah. Maybe I could see yeah. that. Hey, Paris, what was the, the dynamic uh, like with the other uh, kid actors? I mean, you were, you were, you know, playing characters that really hated each other, but how was it off uh, a set? Uh, it was good. You know, they were all nice. I was younger, so I was more of a handful, you know. I was mm. sort of... Uh, uh, climbing the walls and uh you know not mean-spirited like mike tv but uh full of energy you know yeah uh but uh, the rest of them were cool um denise who played violet was another child actor like i was from new york city uh but julie uh who played veruca and peter who played charlie Hmm. um and michael who played augustus had varying degrees of uh inexperience okay Uh, michael was the most inexperienced it was just a really just a kid uh and Julie, surprisingly, was extremely well-behaved. And uh, Peter was also well-behaved like his character. So, uh, yeah, no, that we all we all got along well. And actually, that was everybody in the cast. The, uh, the adults were awesome. Uh, Jack Albertson was a sort of a standout nice guy. Legend. Um, but, uh, you know, we each had a sort of a, a, a faux parent with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so mine was Dodo Denny and uh, uh, Julie had Roy Kinnear, et cetera. Okay. And, um, you know, uh, nice people and very talented people as well. Well, I saw a uh, a clip of the 4K, um, you know, the, the refurbing of it. And they also reset, I think, the aspect ratio for it so that it's more in line with the original theatrical release. And what they can do with restoring these prints is amazing. Uh, the movie looks, you know, brand new. Um, Doesn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. just, and the colors just pop. It's obviously a movie that's... You know, known for its 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 colorful sets and so on and so forth, except for your Mike TV set, which was just basically white. Which was the minimalist one. Right? <laughs> the minimalist uh, one. I saw it as well. They were nice enough to bring me over to the Burbank um, studio where they were doing. You know, I saw the colorist, the person actually that had been sitting there for hundreds of hours achieving what you're describing. And uh, the thing, uh, I mean, I remember a few things, but my takeaway was that because of the sharpness of the lines, yeah, uh, and the and the uh, colors. Uh, as you said, you know, they were bringing it back to the way it was. 
um, it, it achieved almost a 3D effect for me. Uh, you know, yes. Like, all of the gradations of colors in the depth of field. And so, you know, it's obviously not a 3D release, but when you looked at it, and by the way, I had a little bit of a tailwind because they had an extremely expensive monitor that they showed it to me on. <laughs> but I mean, it was like being in the room. Yeah, with, it, wow. it is impressive when you see it done. I, you've done something else that I find very impressive and I'm, I'm envious of. Were you part of the Imagineering team for a little while with yeah. Disney? Yes, I was. So uh, explain uh, what your, your job was. It's pretty, pretty damn cool. Well, uh, when you make a ride like, you know, let's say Splash Mountain, which actually they're just getting rid of now and they're putting something else in there. But, you know, just in this example. So there's the box that the ride sits in. Right. And that's really just sort of, in a sense, an architectural feat. Uh, And then there's ride, which is, you know, the track, the ride vehicle, um, uh, you know, things to do with the ride. But then everything else is what they call show. So show is uh, audio animatronics, it's music, it's lighting, it's uh, the scripting, it's, you know, the show. Yeah. So I was what they called a show ride manager. And uh, basically my job was to be involved with uh, projects that were uh, mostly in Euro Disney uh, in France, where they were just building that at that time in 1991 when I was there, Uh, but also in Disneyland and Disney World. And I was about, um, you know, I would go to these meetings with, again, uh, super uh, talented people all in their respective areas, right? You know, so you have architects and you have uh, sound designers and you have all these different people, animators, right? And they're all getting down in they're, they're sitting in a room and they're all first going through what they call blue sky, which is anything goes. You could just like, you could throw any idea at the wall and, it, you know, that was just blue sky phase. And eventually, uh, then they had to do feasibility and that's like, well, yeah, we want to, you know, fly guests through the air. But, you know, they'll die. So let's not do that. <laughs> okay. Scale that back. That's right. Feasible. And then uh, fabrication where they're actually building it. And it's this big project over, you know, you, you walk in there and it's like, wow, that's cool. But it took them years to get from A to B. And, uh, yeah, I was about um, on budget and uh, on time. That kind of well, thing. listen, uh, it's amazing what happens over there. I have to ask you then, because of your expertise in the behind the scenes, what do you consider the greatest ride that Disney has to offer? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I can just give you a personal favorite. Okay. Uh, Haunted Mansion. Haunted you know? Mansion. Yeah, Haunted Mansion. I mean, it's, it's maybe it's not got some of the, the technical wizardry that some of the, the later stuff has, but um, it's just, you know, I just think it's an it's, awesome ride. It's got the charm. It absolutely has uh, yeah. that. Yeah. It's a great ride. Uh, uh, you know what? Question, Paris, with uh, going back to the film, did you, do you um, I saw a picture of you holding a golden ticket. Is that actually from the movie or do you have a gobstop or anything that you were able to keep? No, I have to reach this far to reach a golden <laughs> ticket. I'm touching one. Mm-hmm. We don't have video, but uh, yeah, no, I've got them in case uh, people need me. Uh, you know, if they want my signature on something, it's just a natural, you know, for me to sign a replica golden ticket. I don't have my original one. Okay. You are you are like a, a a mainstay on the circuit as far as conventions. You can transcend so much because you were also on a story arc on Star Trek Voyager. So you've got tons of credit. Who who have you been paired with or sat next to at some of these conventions? Because oh, fans man. love them. Uh, you know, honestly, I don't go to cons that much anymore. Yeah. But there was a few years where I where I did a bunch of them, and um, a lot of people actually, uh, pretty much. <laughs> 
you know, since I've done, I don't know, I might have done a hundred of these things. You can only imagine. I mean, it's all the Star Trek people, all the Star Wars people, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, uh, Firefly. I mean, if you've got geeks in the audience, it's yes. really just pretty much everybody. Uh, uh, you know, I didn't always sit next to the A-listers, but sometimes I did. And, um, you know. Uh, it's cool. The list is too long to just start listing names. Honestly. All right, gotcha. We'll run out of time, but it's it's all of those people, and that was one of the really fun. I mean, of course, it's fun to talk to people about their feeling about Willy Wonka and how it's a well loved film, and uh, kind of what you said at the header of the interview, which is, you know, it's 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 affected me when I when I you know when I see it, I turn it on. But you know, other more heartwarming stories that people will share. Um, you know, I did nine weeks in Germany. Uh, 50 years ago and it ripples out into the world and um it occurred to me when i said that i might have sounded like miley cyrus <laughs> <laughs> yes there was a miley cyrus element to it but the message is correct yeah but uh, yeah so no sitting next to those people was a really because i'm a geek too right i happen to be my particular area of geekdom is uh, board game geek and ah. film geek. um so i love movies uh uh, and I love uh, uh, European board games, and uh, nice. there's a whole counterculture of board games. Right oh, I'm now. sure. Nice. Uh, well, I was also on Jeopardy. You probably see it in my in my thing. Uh, that's related to the sort of the gaming side of me. But um, uh, yeah, there was it was it was a lot of uh, cool people and a lot of fun to talk to them. Nice. Well, listen, you're a part of something really special. Still resonates with me, my kids, a lot of you know, just so many people. It's a wonderful thing. It's really cool to talk to you. I can't believe it's been 50 years, but. Uh, it's wonderful, Paris. So thanks for spending the time, uh, and hopefully we'll see you sometime soon, okay? Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. You got a Paris yeah. Demon, guys, and Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Did you know that, uh, by the way, uh, when I was doing uh, some uh, checking into this, all of the original Monty Python uh, actors uh, auditioned for Willy Wonka. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. They all wanted to get the role. They thought they'd They date. wanted to be Willy? They, so Gene Wilder had a little bit more notoriety at that time. As mm -hmm. Paris was pointing out, he still hadn't really broken incredibly big, but they figured he had a little bit more weight. Nice. All right. Well, listen, we need to take a break because we got some bizarre file stories that we would love to share with you. And since we're on a movie subject, why don't we give away some more of those screening passes for the Black Widow film, yeah! uh, which is going to be a week from tomorrow. It's next Wednesday at the UA King of Prussia. Masks required. It's a Disney's specification. and Everyone vaccinated or not will need to wear masks. And we'll take callers 10, 11, and 12, and we'll give you a pair of tickets next week at the UA King of Prussia, 7 o'clock next Wednesday, 215-263-WNMR. We'll be right back. What's new? Why do you ask? Dropkick Murphys. Foo Fighters. Black Pumas. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. Reminder that the Wawa Welcome America is happening now through July 4th. Features 50 free events across the city. And along with Hoagie Day, uh, which is Thursday noon, uh, Casey and I will be hosting it. There are also uh, free museum days, free concerts, free fireworks on the parkway July 4th, beginning around 10 p.m. Uh, so we're excited that uh, this stuff is underway now. And our friends from Wawa dropped off a bunch of 
tchotchkes and hoagies and all kinds of stuff just to get us in the mood today. Uh, the Wawa Shrag is always really good. Absolutely. So that's uh, that's happening this week. And don't forget Hoagie Day on Thursday noon. Free hoagies for everybody. Let's do the Bizarre Five. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Five. By the way, the free hoagies for everybody is at Independence Mall. Yes. On Thursday. Anyway, right. Just to give you a heads up. All right. So the B file brought to you today by King Shooters. You can celebrate your independence with a free range day. King Shooters and King of Prussia, Monday, July 5th, this coming Monday. So for details, you can go to www.kingshooters.com. This is pretty impressive. An Idaho man named Tom Adams and his wife, Marlo, were kayaking kayaking on the Snake River recently when their boat overturned, uh, causing Tom to lose his phone, his keys, his wallet, and fishing pole in the fast-moving water. Uh, So he ended up contacting the county search and rescue dive team. They agreed to help look for his lost property as a training exercise. Adam says it took the divers about 20 minutes to locate his keys and iPhone, which, by the way, was still sounding an alarm when they found it. Was it? That's pretty amazing. And uh, if... I got to imagine it was under there for hours or days. I don't know how long it was. Adam says that the alarm in his Sunday morning wake-up was his Sunday morning wake-up alarm. Uh, They were also able to recover his fishing pole. But the fact that his alarm kept going off. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. How long can you supposedly submerge an iPhone before you have to really get worried (laughs) about it? I don't know the duration. I know the depth is like, you know, four or five yeah, you can't See, go crazy yeah, yeah, deep yeah, on yeah. it, but I'm wondering how long you can leave it there and, and not I have to worry I don't know. About That's it. a good question. All right, uh, Northern uh, California, this messed up. 35-year-old man was hospitalized in serious condition Saturday. He was bitten by a shark while swimming near Gray Whale Cove State Beach. Uh, he was bitten in the leg by an eight-foot great white shark. I mean, could you imagine? Could you freaking imagine? He was Where? actually able to swim to shore. What's that, Kathy? Where was it, did you say? It was in California, northern oh, California. Okay. Your tracker wouldn't cover that, Kathy. <laughs> Kathy's just concerned with Atlantic great white shark. Yeah. yeah. Who's off the coast now? What's the name of our uh, latest one? Fr- Can you Freya? Check? Freya? Yeah. Freya or something. See where something she like is. That. All right, I'll uh, There, the man was treated with advanced life support measures before being taken to a local trauma center, and he was in serious condition. Uh, that beach has been closed since, and uh, they're keeping an eye on that particular shark. Police in Kuwait arrested a resident, an Egyptian man, for posting a video online in which he was ranting about bad weather and dust storms. Son of a bitch! And that's what he arrested him. Uh, Kill him! The arrest underscored the country's restrictions on expression and drew criticism on social media Monday over his detention. Kuwait's Ministry of Interior said Sunday the person behind the offensive video was arrested and referred to authorities, which would take the necessary legal action against him. I mean, our prisons would be filled with people complaining about the weather. In a dashboard camera video posted on TikTok, the man can be heard complaining about the blinding sandstorm that has engulfed Kuwait for the past few days. He said, I'm inside a dust storm right now. I literally can't see anything in front of me. And then he showed the dust coating on the highway like a thick fog. He said, fine, Kuwait, fine. And then he added with an expletive in Arabic. The clip clip went viral on Twitter, racking up tens of thousands of views. Some social media users who saw the arrest as a sign of Kuwait's crackdown on free speech and uh, mistreatment of management of of migrant workers showed their support for the Egyptian man by posting their own videos insulting the weather as well. There you go. So there. Travelers are being asked to remain calm and respectful by the Transportation Security Administration 
following two reported assaults against agents this month, the TSA, one of which happened at Denver International Airport. TSA spokesperson said the incident happened June 14th when a traveler allegedly bit two TSA agents. Do they have video of this? I, if so, I haven't seen it. Okay, I think I've seen might. it. Yeah, uh, there may just be another biting. The traveler could face potential civil penalty of up to $13,000 for each violation. Uh, the for police each chomp. Uh, arrested 29-year-old Kazwan Hawkins, who faces charges in connection to the incident. Denver police, A Denver police officer responded to a report of someone being uncooperative with TSA agents. The defendant, Hawkins, allegedly tried to go through the x-ray monitor, was advised by TSA that he couldn't go through, and then he swung at the TSA agent with a closed punch. The officer put his arm in Hawkins' chest to prevent him from hitting the TSA agent, which time Hawkins began screaming. A struggle ensued, and Hawkins hit an agent in the mouth, and during the struggle, he also bit both of the TSA agents in the leg. Uh, the incident in Denver is one of more than 69 occurrences across the country involving TSA employees being physically assaulted. So is it their belief that that'll get them on the flight quicker or that they'll be forbidden right. from flying? Yeah. yeah. It's like the person that freaks out at a bar when right. they say it's time to close. Oh, I'm sorry. We'll stay Come on in. in. Yeah. Complimentary drinks are on us. Sure. And then yeah. we'll save another two hours for you. Fully yeah. catered party. Call your friends. <laughs> one last story. Investigators are looking into two separate reports of underwear found on car door handles in the Aldi parking lot. Uh, A township officer said, we did receive two reports. Investigators are looking into it right now. Savings have never been lower. The incidents are are said to have occurred around Monday, June 21st in the parking lot of Aldi. And both ladies' underwear was said to be hanging on the door handles of two cars. Sexy ladies' underwear and Aldi. The people who filed the reports found the underwear in their vehicles. An officer said, if you are in any place and come outside and see an undergarment hanging on a door handle, call local law enforcement immediately. It will aid in our investigation efforts. Sorry, I just had to take them off because I saved so much in Aldi. A woman said that she was shopping on Sunday. Everything was getting steamy down there. Uh, just before noon at the Westerville Aldi, uh, she said that she unloaded her groceries and returned to the cart. Uh, back at her car, the woman found a pair of women's underpants stuffed under the driver's that door handle. That is so weird. I know. Yep. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you right now. Yes, Kathy. By the way, okay, Freya, who was the shark that was seen off of the coast of Atlantic City, is now off of the coast of uh, Nantucket Island. Oh, oh yeah, they're heading up north. north. Yeah, I tell you what, man, that seal population, there. Kathy, you know it. It's buffet. funny. You can see the active sharks, though. They're, they're blinking. <laughs> and, God, there's so many uh, that are tagged, like, in Montauk, uh, Nantucket, Hyannis, uh, like, all. It's... So, off the Jersey Coast, how much how much are we getting as so far as. So, the Jersey Coast doesn't. And these are great whites, are they not? Or are they all kinds of sharks? Oh, no, they're all kinds of sharks. Yeah. Off of the Jersey Coast, I don't see any active. There are a couple that were pinged, you know, in like 2020, right. 2019, but nothing active right now. So, that means there's no sharks in the water there. So, that's cool. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> right. In fact, if you want to go swimming with no, bloody meat, all. Yeah. they're all tagged. They're all tagged. And accounted for. Listen, it makes you feel a little better. Uh, yeah, for sure. I would agree. All right, um, that, uh, we're going to take a break. I want to remind you we have Tattoo Tuesday, so running out of time on that. Text for a tattoo to 39333. Maybe Floating World and Tattoo and Piercing will be your destination with a $350 gift certificate to get a Preston and Steve-themed tattoo. When we get back, we'll do uh, Trash Music News, Lesson Question in Music News. I will add an announcement in the information. We had an announcement earlier about the MMRBQ and a four-pack of tickets and a special price. That is on the way, so make sure you stay with us because we'll be back in a moment. 
Carson and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Zipping right along. So that means we have uh, some other things to give to you. We have your chance to win at this very moment, a night out at Parks Casino. It is our lesson question. Two tickets to see Mick Adams and the Stones, a Rolling Stones tribute in concert. And a $50 Parks gift uh, gift card, which is good for food at uh, the restaurants here. So the question that I have for you this morning is... Wawa now sells beer in several Philly locations, and Steve suggested to their CEO, Chris Kysons, they should add what other activity to 15263 WMMR. All right, Steve suggested this to uh, Chris Kysons that they should add another activity to Wawa. What is it? Did you hear it? You should call and let us know the answer because you might win a prize. 215-263-WMMR. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by A.D. Moyer Lumber. A.D. Moyer Lumber has been supplying quality building materials and service for over 80 years. Four generations, one family, one commitment. You can learn more at A.D. Moyer. What you got this morning, Steve? Well, 22-year-old Brooklyn Beckham and his fiancée, Nicole Nicola Pelt, purchasing a $10.5 million Beverly Hills estate. Beckham says this is proof you can have anything you want just as long as your father works hard enough. Yes. <laughs> Michael Strahan's ex-wife, Jen Mugley, has been arrested for violating an order of protection involving another ex who claims Mugley was terrorizing her. Reporters were all reaching for towels as the gap-toothed Strahan described Mugley as a sick, psychotic sociopath. <laughs> oh, my God. Spray things with his front teeth. And finally, this is very cool, Prince's handwritten first draft uh, lyrics to Nothing Compares to You just sold at auction for $150,000. Amazingly, Prince's first pass of the song was less from the heart and more from the stomach and was called Nothing Compares to Stew. (laughs) But he changed it, and that's your Hollywood track. Okay, let's uh, get an answer if we can. What is it that Steve wants to add to area Wawa locations, 215-263-WMMR, and it is Chris that we're going to go to. Hey, Chris, how you doing? I am doing well, thank you. Wonderful. So what should we add to Wawa? Let's go with gambling. Gambling. You got it, buddy. Hang on. And we're going to give you a night out, speaking of gambling, at Parks Casino. And we're going to give you two tickets to see Mick Adams and the Stones, Rolling Stones Tribute in concert, and a $50 Parks gift card, which is good for beer, uh, good for food at uh, Beer Garden, Parks Grill, or Liberty Bell Gastropub. Uh, Mick Adams and the Stones, one of the top ten tribute bands in the world, July 9th and 10th at the X Light Center. You can see them. Tickets are on sale now. ParksCasino.com. You have to be at least 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLING. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. I brought to you by the Craft Beer Trail of Greater Philadelphia, covering five counties with over 90 breweries and 1,000 beers. Don't miss the summer weekend along with the Craft Beer Trail of Greater Philadelphia. You can get your fill at visitphilly.com. I'm going to start with the announcement we made earlier this morning, a special offer. It is called Four for the Fourth, and this is for the MMRBQ on September 25th. Right now, through the 4th, at 10 p.m. while supplies last, four lawn tickets for $80. That's great. That's our special price. Four lawn tickets for $80. So buy that package, get the special price, 
Go to the MMRBQ, see Jane's Addiction, The Offspring, Cheap Trick, Mammoth, Dirty Honey, uh, Dorothy, Aaron Jones, and Foxtrot and the Get Down. So, details available, WMMR.com. The late Scott Weiland is set to have his story told on the big screen. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Dark Pictures and Orion Williams... Uh, have acquired the book rights to the Scott Weiland memoir called Not Dead and Not for Sale with the intention of adapting it into a film. The biopic will take a lengthy look at Weiland's life from his rise to stardom with Stone Temple Pilots, his battles with addiction, and his comeback prior to his passing in 2015. The filmmakers will have access to Weiland's estate, which includes unreleased music, that will be a part of the film. So they will have Mm -hmm. pretty much access to everything. This is going to be... You know they're going they're going to have official yeah. uh, straight ahead stuff. So we'll see how that goes. I mean that's there's certainly a story there. Oh God, yeah. So we'll there's see five stories there. Yeah. Evanescence and Hailstorm's upcoming co-headlining fall tour will feature opening acts Plush and Lilith Czar on select dates. Yeah, uh, it is. The first <laughs> leg of the trek will feature Plush, and that means that Plush will be performing an opening gig for them December seventeenth at the BB and T Pavilion. Uh, tickets and limited VIP packages are on sale now at LiveNation.com. 30 years after its release, Nirvana's era-defining track, Smells Like Teen Spirit, has surpassed 2 billion plays on Spotify. Uh, Blabbermouth reported that the recording, which was featured on the band's chart-topping Nevermind collection, marks the first of the group's songs to pass the milestone number. Uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit was the lead track from Nevermind and made its radio debut on August 27, 1991. Uh, to date, Nevermind has sold over 30 million albums globally. I have clear memories of the program director at the station I was at coming down with um, that in his hands saying, this is going to be big. Yep. I remember hearing that for the first yeah. time going, what's this? Yep. It was different. And it certainly was uh, catchy and all the things you wanted for a radio hit. Neil Peart's car collection. Uh, is going on auction, or in auction on, or going to auction in August. I'll get this right one of these days. Uh, Neil had called the collection the Silver Surfers, according to the auction house, and the reason is pretty obvious. All of his cars were silver. How many? Uh, I think it's seven altogether. This is a gorgeous collection, man. Not 100% sure. One, two, Jesus, three, four, he's got one, yeah, seven. solid stuff. So He's got an Aston Martin. Uh, DB Coupe, yeah, in the back there. The James Bond car. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's got uh, Lambo and uh, Jag and Vet and Shelby. So the 64 Shelby Cobra 289 is the collection's centerpiece per Gooding and Company. Uh, but it's not the car that's estimated to bring the most money at auction. Uh, Pierce's 1970 Lamborghini uh, Mira is expected to go for about $1.5 million. Jeez. While the Shelby may sell for around a million dollars. Uh, there's also a beautiful 1964 Jaguar E-Type, which I love. There's, well yeah. suited to a silver finish. There, there's not a stinker in this lot, man. They're yeah. they're awesome. He's got some beauties there, and he he would keep them. He had an office. He lived in California, um, and he had his office was his garage as yeah. well. So he would go there and do his work, and his cars would all be oh. right there in front of him. He just loved. Motorsports, I have some motoring, Batman statues, touring, traveling, and all that stuff. So uh, that's going to be up for sale, man. Which is, I mean, the moment I read that, I'm like, maybe, and then no, no, no you no, you wouldn't want a uh, a Jaguar, oh, vintage one million dollar Jaguar. Yeah, sure, I'd want one. Yeah. Yes, want one. Yeah. Certainly, buy one. Maybe skip lunch for a month. I could maybe do that. 
Gene Simmons says that Kiss has decided to truly go out on top rather than carry on and scale back their show due to their age. Simmons, who is now 71, and Paul Stanley, who is 69, will kick off the next leg of Kiss's farewell tour August 18th. I think it'd be awesome to walk into like a cafe and see Gene Simmons in full makeup sitting on a stool with an acoustic <laughs> guitar. That'd be great. I want to rock and roll all night and party every day. Uh, he explained, actually, to uh, 6ABC, it was an interview that he did locally. It's a pleasure to meet you, Jim Garner. How he and Stanley decided to make this the band's final track, saying, I'll tell you why. I'm 71. Although I'm in great shape, the hand doesn't shake. I've never gotten drunk in my life. I've never smoked cigarettes. I never did anything of that. So we're in great shape, and we can't wait to get out there and do what we want to do. But there is such a thing as getting off the stage while the getting's good. He went on to say, I was a massive Muhammad Ali fan. He stayed in the ring for too long. Go out on top. If you're going to go surfing, ride that tsunami that's got a 100-foot wave and then don't go back out there when there's a little baby wave. Go out on top. So he said, we're going to go out on top. I don't want to stay on stage too long. You I don't want to go out on top. You don't want to ruin the legacy. You want to have some pride in what you do and don't wait too long. You want to go out on top. That's what he wants to do. I would that like to go out on top. They're going out on top now. On top. And then finally, as expected with his 81st birthday coming up next week, Ringo Starr posted a message to fans about his annual upcoming Peace and Love birthday initiative. Man, he looks good for 81. I mean, he certainly dyes his hair and everything, yes. but he does look Otherwise, he looks great. great for 81. Uh, but this is a tradition he started in 2008 after uh, being asked by a reporter what he would like for his birthday, and the former Beatle answered, Peace and Love. And I love that he does this. It's a yeah. sweet tradition now. Since then, he invites everyone everywhere to think, say, or post a hashtag peace and love at 12 noon, their local time, on July 7th to fulfill his birthday wish. And he, as he said, encircle the planet in a wave of peace and love. His message said, I'm inviting everyone who wants to join in peace and love celebration for my birthday at noon, your time, wherever you are, 7721. You can post it. You can say it. You can even think it. But it'd be really cool if you go peace and love at noon on my birthday. So let's spread peace and love on my birthday. Come on, everybody. Uh, in fact, past birthday events usually found Ringo and his wife, Barbara Bach, meeting with fans in whatever city they're in. A tradition that began uh, in 2008 when he uh, convened with fans and friends on the street in front of the Hard Rock in Chicago, passing out cupcakes and joining the crowd for peace and love at exactly 12 noon. So I don't know where he will be. Uh, but uh, I don't know. It'd be cool to be a chance to get out and meet him, which is pretty awesome. And there you go. That is what I have in music news. We're going to take a break, and we'll come back in a second, get ready to wrap it up. We'll give away our uh, tattoo for Tattoos Day and see what's coming up for tomorrow. And Brett Porsche's in for Pierre, so he'll tell us what he's got in store. We'll be back in a moment. Get what you want when you want it. MMR on demand. Preston and Steve's Daily Rush, Sarah's Rock Breakdown, MMR Podcasts, the latest videos and interviews with your fave artists, and lots more. Click the On Demand tab at WMMR.com. The show coming to a close, and what a busy show it has been today. Talked to some friends, made some announcements, talked to somebody we haven't talked to before. It's a cool thing. We have, uh, by the way, the MMRBQ 4 for the 4th. It's a four-pack of tickets for 80 bucks. the MMRBQ, September 25th. 
Uh, that price is only good through July 4th at 10 p.m. So take advantage of it. You've been waiting for it. Take advantage of it, as Steve said. Exactly. I would like to thank Wawa CEO Chris hey, Geisen. Hey, 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 Chris is great. He is the man at Wawa, and uh, he was just, you know, giving us a rundown of the Wawa Welcome America celebrations, including uh, Hoagie Day, which is on Thursday. Casey and I are hosting it. We'll be on Independence Mall starting at 11, and there's going to be, uh, obviously, free hoagies for everybody. It starts, yeah. at, starts at noon is when the, the actual, I think they serve the hoagie. And uh, the Hoagies Here Hero Contest, performance by the Ambassadors Jazz Tet, uh, free admission to the National Constitution Center, all part of the Wawa Welcome America celebration. So thank you very much to Mr. Geisens for being on the show today. Jason Kelsey! Hey, 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 hey. Philadelphia Eagles, and uh, he was checking in because he is bartending at the Ocean Drive in Sea Isle on Wednesday, tomorrow from 4 to 8 p.m., and the proceeds go to the Eagles Autism Foundation. Uh, so uh, the cheerleaders are going to be there, swoop, prizes and stuff like that. I believe we had the first interview with him after his big speech. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, from the uh, uh, the art museum who else, steps. Who else do we have in with him? Uh, oh, yeah, Bo Allen. Yeah, Bo Allen. So yeah. he's been really good to us ever since he got here. And, you know, not only that, but there was also another time uh, where they came in right before they were about to start training camp. And it was really, really cool. I believe we had him, uh, maybe Lane Johnson. Um, but either way, he's he's been good to us yeah. since he's been here. He's a good man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also thank you to uh, Paris Themen, who played Mike TV. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, from Millie Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, it's the 50th anniversary. <laughs> he's great, man. So, yeah, it was cool yeah. talking to him. So we're going to send him that audio. We're going to tweet to him the audio of him and Miley Cyrus cut together because uh, they sounded almost identical. I'll be curious to see what he thinks. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Brent Porsche is here. Good morning. How are you doing, Brent? Hey, doing well yourself. Nice to see him. Doing well. He hey, by well. the way, do you what I, you know? We, do you have any ink? Do you have any tattoos? Yeah, I got this. I got the. Uh, okay. It's a B and a P. With yeah. The, the old school Phillies. Brent Porsche and Phillies. Okay. About the uh, the infinity times infinity. Remember? Yeah, you were that's that right. I love that tattoo. And I have the uh, God Smack Sun, the Tribal Sun, on my back. Okay. Yeah. The reason I ask because it's tattoos day. We got to give away a tattoo. Yeah. All right. So let's do that right now. Our winner is. From the great state of New Jersey, and it's from it's uh, Jason Picone from Gloucester City, and uh, Jason Picone of Gloucester City. We're going to set you up with a three hundred fifty dollars gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, and that is for a Preston and Steve themed tattoo. And you can check out their artwork at uh, Floating World Tattoo dot tattoos.com or you can go to instagram and do a search on floating world tattoos and of course you're located at 1729 south street so we're happy about that uh we got other things to give away later in the week should we do the letter of the day yes sir here we go preston and steve on 93.3 wmmr now the daily letter and the preston and steve show is brought to you today by the letter the letter s soviet scorpion submarine oh, oh nice nice our story earlier this morning <laughs> Uh, we are going to give away from Revivalist Spirits a bottle of each of these. They're amazing Revivalist vodka, refreshing Revivalist summertide gin, and young American bourbon. And a $50 gift card to the Brandywine Branch Bistro. Revivalist Spirits voted top craft gin distillery. distillery I'm so ready to quit. <laughs> distillery by USA Today. Order online for free delivery anywhere in PA with a purchase of two bottles or more. Must be 21 years of age or older. Thank God 
that Brent is taking over because I can't speak anymore. I bet if you did a shot before reading that, you would have read it. Damn right, I would have. Need a little broadcast grease. There you go. Uh, What's going on this morning, dude? What do you got? Uh, All sorts of stuff today. Workforce blocks. Today's an anniversary of a stained show at the Electric Factory, so we're going to be doing a block of stained. Uh, Today was an anniversary, the 45th anniversary of the Stills Young Band playing the Spectrum, so we're going to do a Neil Young block. Wow. And yesterday was the anniversary of saxophonist Leroy Moore, his final show with the Dave Matthews Band before his passing, so I have a Roy Moore uh, block of Dave Matthews Band that's coming up today as well. And we're going to be celebrating the 30th anniversary of the Clash of the Titans in the 2 p.m. hour. Wow. Clash okay. the Titans. That was Slayer, Anthrax, oh, Megadeth. You know yes. what we're talking about. I thought you were talking about the movie. Perseus. And the Kraken. Well, that is an interesting mix of music, yes, man. You're all over the place. I love it when that happens. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors, President Steve Show, brought to you today by Acme. They have everything you need to prepare this summer. Uh, season and Acme has fresh foods and local flavors. Also brought to you by A.D. Moyer, higher quality building materials, fair prices, and trusted experts since 1939. Uh, tomorrow on the program, it's a Wednesday, we'll go on Fox Good Day. We'll have a secret text word, and I will be making a fried bologna sandwich for Nick McElwain. <laughs> Here in the studio. <laughs> I thought he didn't stand for it. There you Does go. It, yes. But, you know, I'll make them for all you guys. All right. I, I'm a big fan. I'm already converted. Absolutely. All right. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve. <laughs> Run with us on a John Deere Z365RZ track mower, built for taking it easy. With standard mulch control to control your clippings without any extra effort. Because lawns are for living. Nothing runs like a deer. Tap the banner for more.